What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 75 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I'm Bob Pallion Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, it is the final show for NWA TNA in 2003. And by God, they are going to go out with a potential bang. Because as AEW Twitter would say, boy, is this card stacked. Dude. Sting. Our boy Sting, one of Dallas's favorite wrestlers of all time. I think he cried when Sting won the uh, NWA World Championship at <laughs> 1990. Yeah. He also yeah. was devastated yeah. when Sting was attacked by Vicious Dogs at Great American Bash 1999. He almost couldn't live with himself when he was set ablaze at Great American Bash 2000 by Vampiro. Okay, that one, you might be onto something with that one. <laughs> That's what I thought. He gets an NWA world title shot against well, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Bob, actually, we don't know if it's a world title match. That's I thought part, they said this is the for the title. We don't know for sure. That is part of the hook for the show tonight. That's actually in my my notes. It's part of the hook. We don't know if this is going to be a title match or if it's not going to be a title match. These rat bastards. I went into this thing right. that this right. is the NWA world title, and now you're telling me, well, they did technically say it was. Exactly. Um, oh, boy. But okay. it's, it's pretty big, and the only thing that kind of sucks about this, and maybe it's because, you know what, dude, we're Marks. We, we just got to get read the dirt sheets and, you know, all that kind of shit that we do here on the TNA Cross the Line podcast. And we know this is the final date, technically, that Sting signed for. He had four, four appearances, four matches, and we're making sure that shit's in <laughs> by the end of 2003. And uh, I think that kind of sucks. Well, here's the thing. If it's a non-title match, Sting's for sure winning, I guess. Winning. Well, I would imagine. But if it was a world title match, I don't see Sting losing. Right. So, okay. But non-title, he's winning clean. Title match, he's probably winning, but, like, count out. Dirty, and then has one more match where he puts over Jarrett in 04. I think they could talk him into doing one more if they gave him the belt. Yeah, well, that's a, that's trick. That's trick. Although Sting, I don't know. From what I see from Sting, I don't know if he, if he doesn't want to work. If you're like, but Sting will give you the NWA title. I feel like Sting wouldn't really give a shit. Like if he doesn't want to work, he's he's okay. He doesn't. They, that's that's not like Hogan where it's like, well, I gotta add this to my. This is the only one. Yeah, and if he wasn't, if he wasn't like a little bitch, he would have done it. This but, is the missing link of my career. Right, right. So, uh, I don't know. Well, and we're, a couple of other things that we at least know, and maybe I'm even forgetting something. Uh, as my 
fucking browser went weird here. Uh, we have a cage match tonight. Six-man yeah. cage match. Uh, Abyss yep. teaming up with the Red Shirts, Kevin Northcutt, and Legend to take on... This is the last time for sure. One night only return. One Last time... Reunion. Never... Yeah, never teaming together ever again. One night only. That's it. That's it. It's done tonight. Never, never gonna happen again. No. Just like that, you know. I'm not gonna hook up with my ex girlfriend. This is the last time. I'm not going back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that's that's pretty. I mean, a, a cage match. So we have a cage match and Sting on the same show, and we do know one. I don't know thing. if that's even ever happened. In the history of professional wrestling, Sting and a cage match? Well, I don't... <laughs> I guess maybe not. Uh, well, no, because if he's wrestled in a cage match, then you get both of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That takes away from the, the spectacle. We get Sting and a cage, not Sting in a cage. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Yeah, you get right. more bang for your buck when it's two things instead exactly. of one, two and one. Okay. Well, and we have a third thing that we know about for this show, and that's that Loki will be getting an X Division title shot against Michael Shane. And I think there's only one right decision in with that match. And that's just take the belt off Michael Shane. Well, I think it's I think it's a tough thing to even picture TNA agents going up to Loki and be like Gotta lose tonight to Shawn Michaels' <laughs> Yeah, cousin. Did you, did you know that he's Shawn Michaels' cousin? Yeah, did you know? Yeah, did you know that? He'd he's be like, have to I, I don't give a fuck. I am the warrior's way. Oh, and I will way. not lose to no man. Because okay. I am low-key. And I take my job very, very seriously. That's literally what he sounds like, but... Um... <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. At those three matches alone, I'm buying the show. And to think Loki's real name is Brandon. I like Loki better. Yeah, I do too. Uh, no, I would. I think that this would be just going into it, just knowing those few matches. This is probably one of those shows where it's like an easy. I'm gonna check it out. Because yeah, you have the sting factor. Sure, it's against Jeff Jarrett for like the 15,000th time. But there's that. And then as everybody knows, whether it's on here or Icopod, I am a sucker for a fucking steel cage match. Well, can't you be? Cage matches are fun. Especially the kind where they get out of the cage and then don't wrestle in it, which the cage is supposed to keep them in. And then like someone gets thrown out of the door and like misses uh, a door right in front of you right on the concrete right at a, in a shopping mall in a shopping mall yeah former macy's anything anything is possible in wrestling yeah it's uh quite it's a quite uh, interesting business right. I guess. well bob last week's show you were you were in the middle still but i caved man i broke my streak and i gave it a thumbs up I thought it was a pretty fun show. So, in turn, it makes the show a thumbs-up show. My, I broke the tie. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. Um, so, I'm hoping we can end this year strong. But, I mean, can you even believe that it's the end of 2003? No. 
I, I can't I believe can't it. Do that. Um, it, we, we will reminisce more on our uh, 2003 review show, but I just I just can't believe that we were at the final show in 2003. We watched uh, we watched a shit ton of shows this year, Bob. Uh, yeah, and it's what's funny is in 2004 we're nearly going to double that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> stay stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> More details to come in 2004, oh, but it's gonna, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fun. it's gonna be as Jeff Jarrett would say, it might be a summer of no worries. It's gonna be a summer of something, uh, and um, I'm hoping that it won't suck. But we will cross that bridge when we get there. But I think it's safe to say, Bob, we're gonna be making an impact. How do you not sit there and say yeah. we'll cross that line when we get to it instead of cross that bridge? I don't know. I wanted to make an impact joke more, but no, that's oh, I see. Okay, no, my fault, my bad. See, actually, yeah. listen, I need to get something on my chest quick too. Now that you just said that, because I've been thinking, there's been something bugging me since we were in uh, the 30s. Okay, pay per view 30s. There was one episode. I'm gonna go it's back. It's fucking and... 40 episodes ago, but okay. Yeah, it's been bugging me though since. Wow. Okay. And uh, I've been meaning to go back and find which of, I want to say it's pay-per-view 34. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But you started off the show in like a wicked good way. And I was like, damn, he should. I think that's got to stick. And it never stuck. You only said it once. Oh, what was it? I don't know. You said something of like. Are you ready to cross the line? Yeah, something like that. And I was like, oh, damn, that was. I got to tell Bob to keep doing that. And then I never did, and it only was in paper in one of the thirties. I don't know which one. I'm gonna find out. I we'll feel like I, I would say something stupid, like, "Are you ready to cross the line?" And I was like, "What's well, TNA cross the line podcast?" I'm not gonna do that. No. no, I was like, when you hit three, two, one, play, like, get ready to do it, like, ready to start the show, like, watching the show. Yeah, when you were getting ready to watch the show. You oh, so not, the, so not the opening to lead into this part, but the actual live, the live watch? Part. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, I'm glad I just got a... That was a big weight on my shoulders. It's been bugging me for 40 episodes. And so much so you don't even remember what I said. Well, because I haven't <laughs> I haven't gone back and figured it out. Yeah, but uh, I feel but, like whenever someone says or does something that greatly impacts me, uh, I definitely remember like exactly what they did well we'll get there anyways i want to talk about last week's show bob well then do it because last week's show i had a lot of fun so i'm going to run down the card quickly and then uh, i got some news i got some notes i got some fun stuff and we got some stuff during the show have no fear it's not as much as last week last week was very heavily filled there's less Hogan talk and more TNA talk, and that's what I'm all about. So uh, last week's show on December 10th, uh, pay-per-view number 74, featured the following matches. Kid Cash defeated Don Harris in under three minutes, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, Michael Shane retained the X Division title against Christopher Daniels by disqualification, and he was busted open hard way on those steel steps, and it turned into a bloodbath. Yes, it did. Which is insane. Three Life Crew defeated America's Most Wanted, and they were defending their newly won NWA World Tag Team titles. The Gathering, which was CM Punk and Julio De Niro, defeated Kevin Northcutt and Legend. Chris Sabin defeated Shane Douglas. 
in what was a, a pretty fun match for four minutes and 43 seconds. Raven defeated Abyss by disqualification. They had a fun little brawler that almost went 11 minutes. And then in the main event, AJ Styles and a returning D'Lo Brown with Roddy Piper in their corner defeated Jeff Jarrett and Kid Cash with Don Callis in their corner. Not bad. Are you down with the Brian? Uh, well, he doesn't have that song anymore, which is kind of a shame, actually. But I agree. Uh, so, we, you know, we already said what we thought about the show. I liked it. You were more in the middle. That's fine. We can agree to disagree. That's that's what friends do. We, generally, we disagree, I think, but that's okay. Uh, what do you think that the readers of the, of the Observer thought about last week's show, Bob? I'm going to say they went with the thumbs up. Uh, they did not. Actually, the majority gave it a thumbs in the middle, 46.7%. Oh, they agree oh. with me. 33.3% gave it a thumbs down, and only 20% gave it a thumbs up. So that just shows you that Dallas is part of the Impact Market Group, where uh, they will think that anything that Impact does is great. Well, usually it is, but oh. uh, not always. Uh, but Dave does note that the December 10th show wasn't much, not that there was much of a response as we got well, the numbers I just told you. So they didn't get a lot of response. Like, maybe 30 people. Like, is it really like just 30? Yeah. That's good. 30 so they, got like a, they got like a classroom of people. Yeah. Although it's kind of weird because um, with the best and the worst matches, there is... I feel like the vote... I don't know. It's like they not everyone voted even on those. So, I don't know. But what do you think was the voted then as the best match of the show last week? Uh, I'm going to say Michael Shane against Christopher Daniels. It was not. It was actually the main event. Styles and D'Lo Brown versus Jarrett and Kid Cash. Uh, the worst match, what do you think was that was? Kid Cash against Don Harris. Yeah, you got that one right on the head. But that's why I, I tend to get the worst match more than I get the best match. Well, they're a little bit easier. And, and you know, we said even last week, good thing that that match was early on in the show. Right. Uh, Dave notes here that the continued low response likely indicates a lower purchase rate of the show. Uh, the trends of our response and the direct TV numbers in the past ha have been pretty similar. And if that's the case, the number estimates from last week, while accurate for much of the past 18 months, may be well above what the show is doing now. The live crowd was down to 650, and it looked uh, from the lines that about two-thirds was paper, which indicates very little paid attendance. And in addition to that, anyone with a military ID was allowed in for free. The weather was drizzly, windy, and cold, so that didn't help. And then he kind of, he had some uh, interesting notes here. He says, my own thoughts watching the show were the same as they've been for a while. They have to get out of the fairgrounds. The people just don't react anymore. He says, I was watching ROH, and the difference in the crowd couldn't be more notable, so it isn't wrestling fans as a whole, but this crowd. Granted, the ROH product is far superior, and the crowd enthusiasm probably wouldn't hold up if they were running weekly shows in the same location, with most people getting in for free. Uh, and then he continues here. The storylines here have been, haven't been strong of late, and most of the characters aren't over at all, but there have been good matches almost every week where the crowd just sits there. Even in the matches that get a little heat, wrestlers have described it <laughs> like pulling teeth in the struggle to get it. 
The show also feels like an endless series of run-ins and ref bumps. Of the seven matches on the show, six had outside interference finishes, and all six had either a ref bump or a ref distraction spot leading to the finish. Uh, I think he summed that up pretty well. I think so too, man. Uh, I think it's a really great point. I mean, the 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 fair round pe- the fans. I have noticed it as well recently that, and he even points it out almost every time. It's like this match was good, but the fans like killed it. They were just sitting there. They didn't care. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that in recent, in more in more recent weeks. I couldn't tell you exactly when it started. Right. But I feel uh, like one. It was definitely like one of the a couple weeks back. It it was in an America's Most Wanted tag match, and I was like, like you can tell, like they just weren't, they just didn't care. And I feel like that was the first time I like noticed and was like, oh, like they're not making noise. And usually they love America's Most Wanted. Yeah, I mean, there was a period there where AMW was, like, getting the biggest pops. Oh, yeah. I think it was during the time when it was them against uh, Diamond and Swinger. That whole feud. Right. Well, uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll get out of the asylum in 2004. I don't know. Will we? Will we go south? I don't know. Will we go into a studio audience that doesn't pay as well? I don't know. Right, and then just as, like, a forced reaction? I'll take it. I'll take a forced reaction over fucking sitting on your hands the entire two hours. No, see, I would rather a natural dull crowd than watching like a WCW center stage show where Where they're like faking how excited they're they're Yeah. Or like they're booing uh, fucking, let's say uh, bunkhouse buck comes out and they're booing them. Right. And then Dustin Rhodes music hits and on a dime. Like, yeah, like that shit. Drives me nuts. And especially when you can see the guy in the bottom right corner being like, come on. Well, I yeah, yeah. let's do it. Boo. <laughs> to be fair, JB's trying to do that now in the asylum and that shit ain't working. Yeah, but he's doing it in the bottom left corner. That's true. Not the bottom right corner. It's good. That makes a big difference. It does. Well, it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a couple um, <clears throat> notes about last week's show. Nothing super crazy, but. Uh, Brian Gamble, who was a star in the old roller in the old roller jam, and has worked indies in Florida for some time, and apparently had a fairly mem- memorable screwed up WWE TV match with Sari, uh, Perry Saturn a ways back. He made his debut on Explosion last week. I'm sure we covered it, uh, doing a job for the returning Elix Skipper. And I'm gonna pause there for a second. And I did say Elix Skipper's name last week on Explosion, and it didn't even click to me. That we haven't seen him in a very long time. I didn't even realize that either. Isn't that weird? Well, why would you have him return on Explosion? Well, this is why. Uh, Skipper, who didn't sign his contract and hadn't been used, thinking that he had a shot at a WWE deal, apparently figured he isn't getting called by WWE, as he has signed his contract this past week. So he'll be back as a regular. Well, that sucks. I think it, I think it had to do with like this is gonna sound bad, but I think it was just like his charisma and his his like voice. Uh, you've mentioned that before. You mentioned it before though, um, and I think it, for WWE it's probably pretty accurate, man. And I, and with the way that he's like the sound of his voice, the tone of his voice, you know, 
that WWE would fuck with him. Yeah, it would not be good. So it was probably better off. Right. That he didn't end up going there. I agree. Um, as as uh, if you listen, and, I, this, and right? I thought the whole Perry Saturn thing was with Mike Bell. This not is Brian Dave. Gamble. Dave has this listed as Brian Gamble. I don't know if that's accurate. I unless he's had a couple. Of no, maybe he did. I don't. Perry Saturn beat the shit out of people. I don't know. Is that what it's referencing? I think it. That's what I would think. I don't know any other. I don't know for sure. So TV match where he beat up a a job like an enhancement guy. I'm pretty sure it was Mike Bell that he did that to you. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, so as we as we noted on last week's episode, well, they didn't know. We fucking saw it. Uh, Roddy Piper returned. He was waving the NWA flag with the 70s insignia on it. Uh, D'Lo Brown came in as his backup, and they made the main event spotlight styles, who Dave says looked really good, particularly in doing some tandem moves with D'Lo Brown. Uh, and they ended up winning that match, of course. After uh, uh, Piper hit Cash with the flagpole and Styles gave him a Styles clash off the middle rope. Daniels hit his head against the edge of those steps and was busted up on Hardway in that X Division title match. Even doing a fairly strong match with the blood everywhere, the crowd was dead. So, once again. And it was. That was a pretty, I mean, the blood, I think, made the interest more. We mentioned that last week as well. But... It was a pretty decent X Division match. Probably Michael Shane's best, I think, since winning the title at the Ultimate X. So I think that's kind of saying a lot. But um, the crowd did not care. Uh, it's also noted here that there was an uh, expectation that the crowd would turn on America's Most Wanted, or at least that the guys in the crowd would, uh, when they faced three life crew for the tag titles. Instead, it was just a dead reaction. Split largely down the middle for the match, which ended when Gil- Glenn Gilberti hit Chris Harris with a chair and Ron Killings pinned him with an axe kick to keep the NWA tag titles. Uh, uh, he- is, is that sh- suggesting that Three Live Crew is over to the point where they would turn AMW into heels? I think that it is, but also I do think that leading up to this match, AMW's kind of, they kind of came off more like heelish, like, oh, we, we want our shot, like all being all like, tough guys and stuff. So I think it was kind of hinted at to try to get that turn. Uh, and I do think that with that and how popular 3 Life Crew is, that I think they would have had to have uh, probably gotten a little dirtier in the match, and it probably could have worked. But I don't know if it was – I think if they wanted a full turn, they would have done it, but they thought that the fans were going to do it for them. Okay, that makes sense. So, um, he also notes here that this wasn't at the level of most of the Harrison Storm matches, and the crowd not reacting made it seem even worse. Um, and also they're doing that storyline where Glenn Gilberti's attempting to recruit Three Life Crew for Jared's group, but Diamond and Swinger are mad at him for doing so. Lots of fun. Well, I feel like he's trying to recruit everybody. It does kind of seem like that, doesn't it? Yeah. So I mean, he kind of... He basically sent out an open threat to the entire roster. It's like, if you're not with us, right, or if you're not with me, then you're against me. And Kay Cash was the first one to be like, I'm with you, Jeff. Right. Uh, Raven beat Abyss via disqualification in a match that actually got the crowd into it because Raven kept kicking out of uh, sure pins before Kevin Northcutt and Joe Legend interfered. Raven clocked Abyss hard with a chair shot, 
when he, CM Punk, and Julio De Niro cleaned house to set up a cage match on December 17th, which we're about to watch today. Uh, Abyss's head was all swollen from the shot because Raven hit him uh, partially with the more dangerous edge of the chair instead of the flat part. Uh, yeah, I definitely remember. He smacked him right on like the left eye. He sure did. Which, which was like super dangerous, but right. it's um, Abyss. He, he'll do a crazy things anyway. So. Right. Uh, and also an interesting note. Uh, that's not really surprising, but it's in here, so I'm bringing it up. There was that graphic at the start of the show for the death of Malice, uh, but they did not mention it at all on the broadcast itself. Uh, I only got, oh. I think, a couple more things here. But I wonder if, like, if the new church was still a group that they uh, would have. Mm, they probably. I bet you they would have tried to do something more. I think so. Um, so. I'm, I I want this to be over, Bob. I want to stop talking about Hulk Hogan. I think we're getting close. But I got a note on Hulk Hogan. Oh, great. I'd like to stop until 2010, please. Seven years. Uh, they are now proceeding as if Hogan thing isn't happening. Oh, shocker. Uh, Jimmy Hart not only didn't appear on camera on December 10th show, but he wasn't even there. Hart had been referring to himself as being, quote, on scholarship, which Dave says he presume, he's presuming to mean he knew the only reason he was being used was because of Hogan. However, the Memphis TV deal looks to be happening, which would be a Hart move, since Corey Macklin was at the show, sitting for a long time with Don West and Mike Tenay and doing interviews for the Memphis show. I'm assuming that's just a, a syndicated show that we've probably, so, yeah. probably mentioned at some point. So... Hoping that's the end of that. We'll see. Uh, now that uh, that Memphis thing is, I think, syndicated, and I believe that um, you can watch that on High Spots. Really? I think. I know that the uh, that USA Championship Wrestling thing that we've oftentimes mentioned. I know that's on there. Oh, okay. But I. Th- I think the Memphis one might be as well. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, So you know how Jarrett keeps talking about this surprise. He's got this big surprise. Keeps talking about it on TV. It's been about two weeks or so. You know, he keeps trying to get people, I got the surprise, you guys are going to want to be with me. All that kind of stuff. So apparently, it is some sort of angle they're going to be doing in conjunction with announcing the WGN deal which is believed to be starting in mid-January. Really? So whatever he is hinting at is going to relate to them going on to WGN. So we're going to... So they're saying that they'll have a TV deal on WGN by mid-January. If the deal goes through, yes. If the deal goes through. And we haven't heard a peep about it. No. In mid-December. So what are they going to do? So they come back on January 7th. Let's say it goes through. Is Mike Tanay going to be like, oh, my God, well, it's a happy new year, and you'll see us on WGN this coming Wednesday. So well, that's Jackson. what I'm wondering. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Hope They better not announce nothing early because you know how that No, goes. you can't. I mean, you got to right. learn. You got to learn your lesson on that one. Exactly. Uh, and... 
I wasn't going to probably bring this up right now, but since it's in the notes, I'm going to just I'm going to tell you guys. Um, as far as future plans, the December 24th tape show will be a best of the X division or best of the X 2003 type of deal, which would include the first Ultimate X match with Chris Sabin, Frankie Kazarian, and Michael Shane, plus Triple X versus Amazing Red and Jerry Lynn. Also, Juventud Guerrera versus Teddy Hart and Loki versus AJ Styles. Then another tape show will air on December 31st. Uh, the uh, January 7th show will be headlined by the Ultimate X2, which apparently will be having Christopher Daniels, Michael Shane, Chris Sabin, and possibly Loki if he's in the country that week. Which we've heard we've heard the, that rumor already, so that's not necessarily yeah. new news. But that's kind of the our setting up what TNA programming is looking like after this show. Now I just I just like how it's. Uh... How they're like if he's in the country, right? That's kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm. I guess they're gonna have to figure that out if depending on what that exhibition title match looks like tonight. I mean, I'm starting to really notice that TNA is lacking proper planning. Like, that's real bad. That doesn't surprise me. Hulk Hogan's coming in. Just kidding. We totally fucked that up. Realized he didn't sign a contract. Uh, Loki is going to be in potentially a pretty big match, but like if he's in the country, if he's know. around, we don't really know. Yeah, well, WGN mid uh, mid January, but like again, fuck if we know that's going to happen, so we can't say anything about we it. We have no idea. The last minute, All right? Now, oh, well, uh, but uh, if you we'll, we'll mention it again at the end of the show, but me and Bob are doing a bonus show coming next week on December twenty yeah. fourth. The WWA. I forgot the name of it again. It's the Retribution, I think. Ugh. I think we might have did Retribution. Hold on. The Reckoning or something like that? The Reckoning. The nope, no. I think you're onto something there. I think it's the Reckoning. Oh, you might be it. I think that's it. Uh, yes, it is the Reckoning. Which Bob just said. So good for Bob for knowing the shows that we're going to watch. And it features a main event match of Jeff Jarrett versus Sting. And it's a unification match, WWE title and NWA title, and also features uh, Chris Sabin facing off against Jerry Lynn, Johnny Swinger, and Frank Kizarian for a unification match of the WWE International Cruiserweight title and the X Division title. I wonder which title will make it out alive. I don't know. Uh, So we'll be covering that next week. And then on... December 31st, me and Bob will bring you a recap of 2003. We'll talk about our favorite wrestlers, favorite moments, most disappointing moments, and more. It'll be lots of fun, just like we did last year. And if, you, if you're if you playing catch-up and you're like, oh, I really don't want to hear about the December 10th show, or you know, you guys skip a couple, and you've, you're trying to catch up. This is the first, let's say this is the first episode you listen to, and you're like, fuck, 2002 sounds like shit. Listen to our 2002 year in review episode. You can meet us back here on December 17th, or you can just play catch-up on the 2003 review, and you don't have to listen to any of them if you don't want to. Why would you say that? I'm just trying to make people enjoy. I'm. We've been doing this for another fucking year, and you're going to tell people, hey, don't listen to all the other ones. Just listen to no, no, one no. episode. I'm not saying don't, but if you like, you don't have the patience. Yeah, fucking do it. I mean, I think there's been some really great content. I would recommend doing it, but 
I think yeah. you and I are going to do a, a decent job covering what happened throughout the entire year. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. Well, that's, that's typical TNA fashion. We don't know how we're going to do it, just like they don't know what they're going to do. I guess so. But I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a fun way to wrap up the year. But we'll uh, we'll talk more about that at the end of the show. And I'll probably actually just repeat what I just said. Um, but I got two more notes, one of which is the Rash Report, one of Bob's favorite segments. It's back. But before that, the entire card of tonight's show was announced beforehand. So you ready? Yeah. This is what we got to look forward to. The lineup for the final show of the year has Jeff Jarrett versus Sting. And the gimmick is that you have to buy the show to find out if it's for the title. That's so, that's so dangerous to do that. Right. Uh, Raven and De Niro and CM Punk versus Abyss, Legend, and Kevin Northcutt in that cage match. Michael Shane versus Loki for the X Division title. We also will be getting Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger versus AJ Styles and D'Lo Brown. Then we got Chris Sabin versus Christopher Daniels. And America's Most Wanted versus David Young and Glenn Gilberti in a street fight. And that is our final show. That's what we got to look forward to. <clears throat> um, I don't. I don't think I hate that card. I mean, the street fight with Young and Gilberti and ZMW should make it tolerable for a David Young match. Right. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I I can't think of a a better card for your final show with what we have. I think that's a pretty good way to go out. I I'm gonna. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. That's not bad. Well, I'm looking forward to that. But let, let's pump through the rush report quick, and then we will touch on Explosion and then get into the show so we can watch this awesome card. I'm excited. So the rush report is back this week. Uh, he wrote, quote, The big announcement Jeff Jarrett keeps referring to should not be taken lightly by anyone. If it is big enough to divide a locker room, I would guess this has some huge implications. Uh, and Alvarez adds that that cleared up nothing for him. And does he have a legitimate announcement or is it just storyline? Because the locker room is divided in real life and on TV. <laughs> it's good stuff. That's funny. Um, also, Elix Tipper uh, signed that new two-year deal that we just talked about. And so that was announced on the Rush Report. Uh, apparently, Bob Ryder uh, took down an unruly fan that had to be ejected last week. Bob Ryder did? Yep. Sure did. Uh, Borash said that the response to the TNA in-demand internet shows has been incredible, and they've gotten a lot of repeat customers. Haven't seen any real numbers anywhere yet, so he says, well, I'll take their word for it. And I think I have a note on that that we'll discuss during the show. Uh, He went over some of his personal year-end awards. So you ready for this, Bob? And I'm only saying this because it's not really going to affect what we're doing. Well, how could there be a, a year-end awards when all the shows haven't happened yet? Well, when you hear what they are, you'd understand. Okay, go ahead. So he says that Raven and Jarrett was his pick for match of the year. Uh, the AMW Triple X cage match and Ultimate X were tied for second. Oh, wait a minute. You're telling me he went with Raven and Jarrett as the best, ma- the best match? Not best feud, but best match of the year over the cage match? Or Ultimate oh, X? Yeah, don't start. We're not arguing too much right now, but we will discuss okay. this in depth. Well, here's the thing. Make sure that you have that these Borash things to go with ours, and then we can really just rile well, up in I don't want to like ruin this for you too much, but I think that's the only category that matches ours, which is the only reason I'm reading all of these on here, because they're just ridiculous. 
Okay. Because um, he said Trinity was his pick for hottest TNA female. And who is uh, who else is there? Tracy. Well, Tracy, um, my pick, April, Lollipop. Oh, we're counting the dancers. You count the dancers, yes. Okay. Well, he said wrestlers. No, Tatina, female. Oh, okay. Uh, Sam Punk and Chris Daniels tied for best tattoos. Get the fuck. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Daniels has the one on his chest. He, he has the one on his chest <laughs> that is the small cross. Yeah, yeah. Um, AJ Styles got the best entrance. <laughs> what? Don't drink too much right now. I know. I've got to be careful. Um, <laughs> he says, best at letting you know his IQ went to Raven and Sandman. So best at letting you know his IQ. That's a weird category. Is Raven and Sandman. So Raven for intelligence and Sandman for being dumb. Okay. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Um, the strangest hotel room behavior went to Conan, and l- luckily he explained this one. He says, Conan, t- <laughs> Conan takes this award this year for his instance on taking the lampshade off every lamp in his hotel room. <laughs> Why? Are you still getting bugged or something? I don't know. Uh, anyway. Um, he also wrote... Uh, while I would call it more, call it more German. Who knows what other bodily fluid phobia than strange? Jeff Jarrett would immediately tear off any hotel room comforter that made it on his bed. I don't. These uh, these categories clearly Borash is trying to be funny, but it's just kind of like. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, but continuing the Jeff Jarrett thing about taking his comforter off. He says, I actually have to side with the champ on this one. Take a black light to any hotel room comforter, and you very well could end up hurling on your in-room coffee maker. Uh, uh, he continues, the most disturbing post-show incident by a wrestler went to Chris Daniels, winning a hot tub boxer shorts contest at Hurricanes in Nashville. Sam Punk came in second. Oh, my God. The most disturbing post-show incident by a non-wrestler. Quote, and one of the most shocking things I've ever been witness to, a very disturbed 40-something-year-old guy was flashing several of the TNA gang in the club after the show Wednesday night, revealing that he was wearing a woman's G-string and got off on people seeing it. If it wasn't bad enough, he would give himself wedgies with nothing but fistful of underwear and a smile on his face. I'm just trying to picture that. That's um, weird. Yeah, so that was that was really hard to get through. Um, those are his awards. My favorite are, one out of all of that, yeah, I think, is that Christopher Daniels won the hot tub kind of tattoo. Got tied for best tattoo is CM Punk, which like probably that. is a is a joke. I'm right, assuming. that's got to be a joke by, by fucking JB. Because, I mean, Raven's got a bunch of tattoos. Right, right. The and Harris Brothers. Harris Brothers. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean. David Young's got a tattoo. I mean, there's. It doesn't, I think Abyss has one, too, Does or does he not yet? I'm pretty sure he did, but maybe I'm imagining it. 
because I'm so used to seeing him with it. Yeah, I don't know. Regardless, a lot of people. Kid Cash has some. Yeah, so that was that's just kind of uh... yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, ours are going to be a lot different, uh, and you can listen to that and our 2003 year interview episode coming December 31st. Let's talk about Explosion quick, and then we can finally watch the show. I'm really excited about it. So, I actually have two different, just like a couple weeks ago, two different lists here of matches. So, I'm just going to tell you guys both. I'm going to cover my bases, but I uh, think that the stuff that happens, and actually, really what it is, it's it's probably playing catch-up for the weeks off, is what happens before the show. But I'm going to go over them now, and we'll probably talk about them again once Uh, we come back on uh, January 7th. Uh, so, explosion number 61, according to Cage Match, took place on December 17, 2003, and it aired on December 20, 2003, and it featured the following three matches. Eric Watts defeating Chris Hero, Sanjay Dutt defeating John McChesney, and Sharkboy defeating Matt Stryker with a Y. And I'm going to give you these matches, like I said, we'll probably be repeating them, assuming that they all take place, but I want to make sure our bases are covered. Other matches that uh, took place before the show, or I should say that exclusively took place, because I don't think any of the matches I just read do. Uh, it's well, Conan. Then, I think I think the matches you just read were taped before. I I feel like I've they were probably like... they probably were taped before. So because yeah. I've been saying both because I want I've been trying to cover my bases. Actually, yes. Uh, well, a couple of one of them like Sanjay Dutt and John McChesney happened last week. Right, because I remember saying, like, John McChesney was from right. the uh, Pittsburgh area. Yep, Eric Watts beating Chris, Chris Hero was two weeks ago on December 3rd. Right, okay. So, yeah, so these matches, those matches in particular were taped previously. Um, so you'll probably hear these repeated, too, but these took place before the show, and in case one isn't on Explosion, I want to make sure it's out in the open here. Uh, and so uh, let me go down this list. These ones sound, I think, even more interesting, though, but... Conan, Killings, and BG James defeated Patrick Schultz and Delirious and Nate Webb in a six-man match. Elix Skipper defeated Ultra Boy Luke. Shout out to Luke Hawks. Shark Boy defeated Jay Fury. Sonny Siaki defeated Cliff Compton. And then in the final match before the show started, Kid Cash defeated Jarrell Clark. Who has, Uh... has appeared on the show. He has, yeah. The, he it was him and um. Oh, shit, what was the guy's name he was with? It was like a one-off. He was like in a one-off tag match. Okay, because I I know, yeah, right, that, that probably makes sense. He does the he does this. Oh yeah, because I think I was like oh Mister Six Thirty or whatever. Uh huh. That's right. Um. <clears throat> what was oh Cliff Compton? That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I don't think we've heard his name in these matches yet. I don't think so. He's uh, better known as, I believe. Oh, fuck. Which one was he? Do I don't, I, dude, I don't know which one he is. I actually know, I think I know him better as Cliff Compton now. Yeah. He might have, I feel like he was Deuce. Oh, see, I almost was going to say he was Domino. So you're going to have to look that one up if you want to know the answer. I'm, gonna, I'm looking it up right now because, like, See, Cliff Compton. This is pretty quick here. He was, yeah, Domino. Yeah, I knew it. Damn it. Well, then who the hell was uh, Deuce? 
I don't know who that is. Hmm. Do shade. Oh. Okay, so now this whole time I thought Cliff Compton was related to Jimmy Snuka, but it's not. It's Deuce. Oh, I didn't know that at all. I didn't know either one was. Yeah, I knew one of them was. Interesting. Was Jimmy Snuka's dad? Who? Yeah. Wow, okay. He's 50, Deuce. How old is Cliff Compton? 42. And they both retired in 2017. Well, look at that. That is quite bizarre. Uh, retirement. Well, 2018 he retired. Whatever. All right. Uh, is that? Are we good to get into the show then, or what? Yeah, man, we're good. That's all my uh, notes and explosion stuff. We got some notes in the in the show, but. Yeah, I'm ready to get going when you are. All right. Well, it's that time then to watch the December 17th, 2003, the final show of the year for NWA TNA. We're going to find out if Sting, in fact, gets an NWA world title match. And then we will also get a potential bloodbath of a cage match with Abyss teaming up with the Red Shirts against the one-night-only return of the Gathering plus several of the matches that Dales had previously mentioned. It's honestly kind of a loaded show, like, for real. Uh, so I'm going to count down from five, and when I say play, hit that good old-fashioned play button, whether it's on Impact Plus or in your own personal collection. So here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Oh, yeah, dude. Highlight package is my favorite way to get going. I think they should have done a highlight package for the entire year. That would take at least four hours. Right. So, yeah, Eric Watts made the announcement. You're fighting, you're defending the title. Jarrett said, no, I am not. And look at, here's him in the locker room. I don't have to do it. Don West says, no, you don't. They're saying he's going to be the next victim, but I'm not defending the title. Should he defend the title, Bob? Um, yeah, he should, because I think when you promote it as such, if you were to flip it around and be like, nah, dude, we're not doing that, you're well, going to just piss off your fan base. They sort of promoted it like that, but they kind of didn't. I, I think they kind of did. They're definitely suggesting that, hey... This is going to be a world title match. I think so, too, but. I love how Raven. Raven cutting a promo behind a fucking cage. It's not even the regular cage, because if you look behind him, it's they're not. in the ring. They're holding up, like, something that looks like it came out of, like, an oven that you put food on. Yeah, I was just, I, that's what I was okay. thinking. Like, are Punk and De Niro holding it up? Um, they very well might be, dude. Look at him open it. Actually, Bob, I guarantee you I know what this is. I bet you that's what they hang the merch on out, like, in the arena. Oh. I guarantee you. And here's Don Callis talking to the red shirts. There's a Jeff Jarrett guitar hanging on the wall in the background. Funny enough, Bob, I have a Jeff Jarrett guitar hanging on my wall. I know. This is what, did they do this in your office or something? What the I'm hell? wondering. 
Mine's in a couple more pieces than that one, but. Don Cal says that he wants to see him kill him. You want to kill Raven? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think you hear me knocking. I think you hear me coming. When I'm done with you, Jeff Jerry. Coming for you. Coming for the title. Is that your favorite Raven line? You hear Absolutely me knocking? Not. No, I hate it. I fucking hate it. And he needs to drop it. Here's Jarrett saying, I'm not putting my title up. We'll find out. 5.31 p.m. Central Standard Time. So uh, our, our East Coast time, Bob, this is about 6.31, two hours before, an hour and a half before the show starts. Eric Watts talking to the locker room of AJ Styles, America's Most Wanted, D'Lo Brown, Goldilocks, Don Harris. Someone behind James Storm, who I didn't get a good look at. Is it Julio De Niro? I think that's De Niro, yeah. <clears throat> I like D'Lo's yellow sweatshirt. Right. It really pops, really stands out. Oh, Punk's what is, up there too. What are they? What is he doing? Like a railing of the troops? Here? Yeah, I feel like he's really hyping them up. Like he well, really—they look, they look like the crowd. These guys—they look—they do not look amped up. Right. He's like, you guys got street fight. Was the Sting Jarrett match? So he's talking about staying. He's talking about Jarrett getting 30 days off between his title defenses. He put an injunction in. That means he doesn't have to defend it. Oh, boy. So, so within four minutes and 13 seconds, roughly. I was going to say, Bob, I'm a little ahead of that, but. Well, no, because well, I'm at like 427. I just couldn't. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, yep. Uh, so around like the four minute mark or whatever, uh, Watts, pr- like if you had bought it, if you bought this pay-per-view by about 8.04, you would have been like, I just wasted $10 because I didn't get a world title match between Sting and Jared. So I'd be pissed. Yeah, that's a fucking bummer, man. I, you know what I would have I wouldn't have said a goddamn word. I would have Sting win and then everybody would have thought Sting would have won. And then Don Callis come out and be like, it was non-titled. That would have, holy shit, imagine the reaction. Yeah, like they wouldn't even know. Harris says, we told you before, dude, NWA's behind you. Goldilocks is asking, who is this board he's talking about? Sounds like there's a secret board of directors, potentially. Yeah, because she thought it was just him. Little does she know. Yeah, little does she know that Eric Watts has no control. Right. Okay, Bob, we are about to enter the building. That guy's got a signed TNA dancer picture. It looks like SoCal Vale, but I know that's not her. On the picture, not the girl next to him. Yeah. Uh, Bob, how many people do you think are in the building tonight? I'm pulling it up right now. Um, I'm going to say 1250. Pretty fucking close, man. <laughs> We are at 1150. 
Damn it. What is, is this, this like graphic? A new graphic? What the hell is this? Director of Authority Eric Watts presents. Well, dude, look at these match graphics. I like this. <laughs> That's good. Dude. Michael Michael Shane, low key. Oh my god, I love these match graphics. Dream match. AJ Styles and Zillow. Oh, I don't know if this is a dream match, but okay. So they all are like turning around. It's like a video game loading screen. Kind yeah, of it is. is. Yeah. I love it. Tag team street fight. And there's like a voiceover with um, Mike Tanay greeting it. Look at the Sting one. Uh, they don't have, they don't have one of Sting. Sting. Yeah, Sting's got like a video fucking cut in. And in the steel cage. Dude. Let's go. I'm ready. I, I like that they have the match graphics like that. I hope they keep that. They better. About to have to make new cover photos for us. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay, Bob. So we're gonna, next time I see you, we're going to record that. And it's going to be us turning around like, oh, my God, get out of here. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's coming out right now. This is interesting. You don't, Bob, you don't think we're going to start off with this, right? This has got to be just a Jarrett promo. Well, it depends on. He didn't introduce him as. He just said the NWA champion of the world. Yeah, he's not making it sound like it's a match introduction. No, that's a good point. He is in his gear, though. So. He is in his gear without the shirt on, which is, like, really weird of Jeff Jarrett to be doing right now. Yep, Tanay says, what is he doing out here now? Yep, we know it's not for the title now, so why is Jarrett out here now? Well, he's got a microphone. What a way to close 2003. I wonder if uh, I wonder if the live crowd is like pissed. I would be. I'd be pissed, but at the same time, I get to see Sting. So how mad can I be? Yeah, but you're going into it thinking, like, he's going to be the NWA world champion. And then they're like, nah, dude. Jeff Jarrett needs 30 days off. Which, a plot twist, I'm pretty sure there are stretches of time where Jeff Jarrett takes, like, 60 days off before he fucking defends the title. Oh, I'm sure. Well, here's the thing, dude. After they didn't give the fans what they wanted with Raven being champion, can you really expect to be leaving this asylum happy? With with Jarrett as champion. That's true. <laughs> Jarrett won lots of zero. zero. Yeah. So he's saying he he won him over. The two-minute warning. You're walking on borrowed time. Oh, there he is. Here he comes. Man, I can't wait for the jackass fucking... Jeff, Jack... Jerry. Jerry. Jeff the Jack. Yes. 
Yeah. Wait, look at look at Eric Watch's paper folded around his microphone to make it look like a Bob Barker microphone. Oh my god. That's the injunction. <laughs> Probably. Goldilocks looking uh like looking hot. I don't know. Dude, dude uh, spit it out. Say what we're all thinking. Yeah, she's looking good. It's Triple J. Jeff? Jack? Jared. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> if this was like 1987, I might be funny. But... Well, I just like that it never gets a reaction from the crowd. No, well, they the crowd did say like more than five people said as. Well, they're being a little bit louder tonight. There's more of them, though. Yeah. We're nearly doubled this from last week. So, I mean, can't be too yeah. bad. Let me explain something to you. Oh, he said, I didn't know the champ had to stoop so low to get an attorney. Unsportsmanlike conduct. What? This is Eric Watts. This is a football player. Well, Eric Watts is a good football player. His stats were really good. You gave those to us in an earlier episode during his debut. Yeah, he was horrible. He was on. He was on. Wait, if he was horrible, he must have been on that Vikings team, right? Listen here, you piece of shit. Hey, oh, hey, oh. He probably (laughs) they probably would have drafted him. They probably like, yeah, dude, this guy sucks. Great. Let's start for the fucking Vikings. Oh, quit lying to Goldilocks. Oh, he's taking shots at Goldilocks. Your name is no longer Goldilocks. It's called Gold Digger. Whoa. You're drilling in a dry hole. That's right, Watts. Oh, Jared digging deeper on Goldilocks and Eric Watts' relationship. You got one heck of a card booked. Make sure he got that little nod in for himself. Stings is going to be his next victim. He's on the top of the list. Eric Watts says, hold on. Looks like you forgot something. You're in a wrestling ring, and there's only one power that rules that, the DOA. You're getting ready to feel the sting. Wait, because Eric Watts has power over what happens in the ring. Uh, well, if that's the case, then how come it's not a title match? That's a really great fucking point, but it don't matter because fucking here comes Sting. It's Sting! You love doing that. I can't wait to hear that for the next six years. Sting! I do it louder, but I'd get a text saying, like, can you shut up? Right. The Stinger, back in the TNA Asylum. 
I bet you Sting can't wait to finish this match so that way he can just go home and not return to the fairground. Yeah, so he can walk out, walk off in the sunset and just call it a day. If it was up to Sting, I bet you this would have. Well, if either way, we. I mean, if it was, if he had it his way, this is his retirement match. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't think he'd want to have a retirement retirement match in TNA at this point. No, I think he just doesn't want to do anymore unless the money is right. So in that, that's what I mean by that. Not that he wants to retire in TNA over Jeff Jarrett. Right. I think that it's like, I don't even want to be doing this, but I signed a contract. So let's just get this over with. Remember when the fans were so fucking excited for Sting and now it's just like, woo. Well, now he's like, you know, he's a regular. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the Dusty Rhodes. Like people went nuts for Dusty and then he's been there 17 times. So it's like, okay. I'm still excited for Sting, if that means anything. You're going to be excited for Sting every single fucking time that he appears. Maybe. Oh, what's this? Jeff Jarrett's in the crowd? In a That's Jeff awesome. Jarrett match? Are you kidding me? This is this is a rarity. Wait, he's out of the crowd, and now Sting is up in the, in the bleachers. Look at him. What a weird picture. Sting standing in the crowd with a bunch of fans. That one kid's got a sex shirt on. Well, he's going to hit Sting in the back, I would assume. Probably. I'm surprised Sting didn't join sex. Well, yeah. But he's a born-again Christian, so that's probably why he didn't do it. Well. All right, come on, Jeff. Oh, Jeff tried to attack him right in front of his face, and then that failed. So, Bob, is this a good decision or a very bad decision to start your final show off with Sting and Jarrett, the first match? Um, I think from a live crowd perspective, it's probably not good. That's the part I'm worried about. Yeah, because this is probably what they've been waiting for, or want—I mean, wanting to see. So as soon as this ends, there's nothing mm-hmm. for them to build up to, unless they're banking on the cage match. I mean, the cage match would definitely keep me in, like in the. In well, the I've said it before. I'm not the kind of guy who's going to pay for a ticket and not finish the fucking show. Right. We've both been to shows together and probably separate that we were like, wow, we could fucking leave right now. But, well, we paid for the ticket. We might as well finish it at this point. Why do I feel like we have left before? I honest, I don't remember personally leaving. Um, I know you went to a show with someone who left before, like, the Young Bucks versus the Dudleys happened. Yeah, I do remember that. Which blows not, my mind. I did not. No, you didn't leave that one. We were pretty damn close when we went to that uh, Northeast Wrestling show at the Battle Royal. Yeah. They are fighting up in the Ravens' nest area of the asylum. They had it sectioned off so people wouldn't go there, which is probably smart, but... I mean, that that tape's broke now. I was going to say, they, they had it blocked off with just a simple caution tape. Yeah, I mean, I think it was strictly so people weren't sitting right there when they got up there, but. 
I've always been surprised how, like, humans fucking, like, when they see cars, oh my they're, God. they're like, I won't go there. I right. totally will respect that. I thought Jared, or Sting was going to throw Jeff Jarrett off the balcony like New Jack, but he just dropped him on the railing. I was going to say, this is not like a New Jack Sandman match. That's not going to happen. Dude, I literally thought he was about to throw him off, like, through a table or something. How many wrestling moves do you think we're going to get in this match? None? Three. Because it's just it, been punches. We're going to get three, right? Sons of bitches. No, I'll give them four. We're going to get a figure four leg lock. We're going to get a stroke. We're going to get a scorpion death drop and a stinger splash. And the splash, you can barely count as one. Oh, you went for a suplex, but it looks like Sting's going to counter. There's one. one. What a counter by Sting today. All right, how about this? How many wrestling moves are we going to get in the ring? Uh, two. How is the referee not counting these guys out, by the way? Lex is, trolls, it bro. Never, is it because they never got to the ring? This match maybe has never officially started. Uh, actually, that might be true. You might be right about that one. Right at the announce table, Bob, are they going to do it? Oh if you my guys God. break this table, I get Chipotle for life. You get one Chipotle bowl. Dallas said, oh, oh, chair shot to the back. Dallas said he would buy me breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the rest of my life at Chipotle. I'm still so, I forgot when I gave you the end date for that, but I'm so confident. I'm giving, I'll give you to the end of the asylum years. Oh, at least. Well. At least. Here's the thing. Considering that I've uh, reviewed all of the Asylum years, I'm pretty sure I've already lost that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did, too. That's some fucking bullshit. Okay, we're officially in the ring. Andrew Thomas is a referee. Jarrett on his knees begging. Oh, a poke in the eye to Sting. Off the rope, Sting reverses it. Jarrett comes back. Sting goes down. Oh, leapfrog, but it looks like Sting got ball tapped by Jarrett's head. That sucks, man. That just shows you that Sting has... An elephant nose of a penis that it was probably dangling down to his kneecaps, and that's why he got clipped by Jeff Jarrett. Wait, that's an cool. elephant nose? Yeah. What, elephant trunk? No, it's elephant nose. All right. Okay. It's no. a nose. You want to know what my favorite um, announcer table spot is of all time? What's that? Oh, double down. Oh, great. No, Sting's going to land oh. on his back. That's great. Um, my favorite announcer table spot is on a Nitro in 1999. Kevin Nash power bombs Hulk Hogan through the announcer's table. And I kid you not, the announcer's table was basically cardboard <laughs> for Hulk Hogan. Like Which he, year was this? 1999. Okay. It was for leading into the Royal, the uh, Road Wild 1999 match. That's <clears> awesome. Yeah, and I only realized that when I saw like a video package of it, like the week after, and I was like, "Holy shit, that fucking table's cardboard!" It cracked me up. I'm not completely surprised about that, but Sting with a bulldog. It looks like we're going past our four moves here. Stinger splash in the corner chair. Yeah, Drop. we are. Scorpion Deathlock time. Here we go. He turns him over. Is Jared going to tap clean in the middle? No way. I mean, he's not entitled. He might as well. What's the, who cares? Jared ain't going to tap out. Oh, red shirts. 
Oh no, Northcutt. Oh. oh, he just hit legend. And then he flew himself over the top rope too. Kid Cash gave Jarrett the guitar. I thought that was CM Punk for a second. So did I. And there is America's Most Wanted taking the red shirts. So it looks like Eric Watts is really trying to send the troops to save Sting in this match. Is what I'm getting out of this. There's Styles. Oh, hooks Jarrett. Death drop. There it is, baby. The crowd's acting as if they think it's a title change, but it's not. Well, yeah, but that that was a pretty exciting uh, ending sequence, I thought. Was it? I liked it. I'm giving this show, Bob, a thumbs up. Of course you are. <laughs> Sting, Sting looks like he put very minimal effort into this whole match. Look, his face paint is barely scruffed up. Right. Sting's booking it, dude. He's like, yo, pack my shit up. I'm out of here. And he is. If you're following along at home, we're at 23 minutes and 16 seconds. And I thought that was a pretty fun way to start the show off. Would I have enjoyed that in about two hours if they did it for the main event? Yeah, I think I would have. I think you would have. I like how the crowd popped huge. And then, well, maybe not huge, but they they popped. No, they popped pretty big, man. Well, now they're back to, like, just on their hands. And I think it's right. because they realized that the NWA world title didn't change hands. I could see us being in this building, right? And be like, uh, Bob, that wasn't for the title. And you're like, I have no fucking idea. I guess not. Yeah. And then it's like, okay. Couldn't really hear Jarrett talking on the mic earlier, so. Jarrett's throwing a fit. What is he flipping out about? Arguing with fans who kids and shit. Don't go after Tiny. Tiny the timekeeper. Get away from We got to be the only person who knows that guy's name, right? Me? I think a lot of people know who that is. Okay. Oh, he just pushed Don Wes. Why is he mad? He lost a non-title match. You deserved it, Tanae says. You sent out the red shirts and kid cash. Is that is that security guy behind them like legit? Oh, today! No way! No way! Today just show. Look at his face. Today's like you son of a bitch. Look at his face from today. <gasps> Are we oh, finally getting the match we always wanted? He's they like, choking him. I think. Dude. Moment of the year. Oh my god! Mike today just shoved Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> And then Jarrett now is clutching the NWA world title. He is afraid. I've been pinned by a WCW main eventer. That was awesome. He's got nothing to worry about. There's no main eventers in TNA. Literally. Look at this. Scott Hudson backstage with Raven in the gathering in a dark lit room with candles. Six man rage in the cage. Whoa, 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 whoa. If Raven and the Gathering win, he gets to fight Jarrett for the title on January 7th. 
Wow, that's huge. Holy shit. I mean, how do you... Okay. Dude. Ultimate X. Potentially Ultimate X, which is announced. And then also a Raven Jarrett rematch. That would be must-buy, right? Yeah, yeah. I already thought it was a must-buy, really, with the Ultimate X. But now you might get Jarrett and Raven... Wow. Wow, dude. I love that. I'm writing it down. This show is a thumbs up. <laughs> and we're not even 30 minutes in. Probably power, rage, and fury. And chaos. Chaos, yeah. And weapons of mass destruction. Raven, that might be illegal, buddy. You might want to check your yeah, uh, you state and local laws. Burning scalded husk filled with carcasses of his enemies. Dude, if they fuck it up to, to January after he came in last January, this is perfect. Yeah, it'd be almost a year of the day. How do you not give Raven the title? I think you hear me knocking. I think I'm coming in. I fucking know. Fucking son of a bitch. Is that, did he do that before TNA? I don't know if I've ever heard. I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't like, I like it. how we, this recap video starts off with Chasey's butt crack right in her face. But okay. <laughs> Caught my attention. I'm saying that? it. I'm so hyped right now. This recap video is in reference for Michael, Shane, and Christopher Daniels. I'm assuming, is this for Saban and Daniels? Probably, right? It must be, right? The referee saw Daniels using the chair. He got disqualified. He's like, I can't believe this. And then right there, boom, he turned around, he hit Saban. Saban popped back up. I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it for the next probably 10 years. Chris Sabin is one of my favorite TNA wrestlers. I think he's awesome. I was just watching I, it back I, again, and I, like recently, and I'm like, damn it, I'm so glad Chris Sabin is back on here. Is he, he wrestles in Impact still? Oh, yeah, like almost every week. Oh, I thought I was he like, uh, wasn't like full time. Nope. Sabin is almost there every single week. Yeah, it's awesome. And he's not, like, the world champion? No, he fucking should be, though. I didn't realize that when he was Impact Champion in 2013 or whatever, it was for, like, two weeks. Or, like, a month. Can we not talk about it? It was longer than that. Because he should... Uh, and there's also show... another funny thing. This is a, definitely an explosion promo, right, by Daniel? Yeah, of, of Daniels talking about Michael Shane. I was just going to mention that. Yeah, I also saw on Twitter today, there's so much TNA stuff I don't even fucking remember, or maybe even seen. But when they, like, end the Aces and Eights storyline, like the right. funeral thing. Yeah. I didn't fucking know that's how they did that. Another match graphic, Fallen Angel versus Chris Saban. Dude, I fucking love the match graphics. Did you know, though, that that's how they end Aces and Aces, just by doing a funeral segment? 
Um, now that you say it, I do remember watching that. Did I remember it off the top of my head? No. I didn't realize, like, if you were to ask me how did they finish off Aces and Eights, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. I would assume they lost, like, a war game or something. Hey, maybe they'll do an episode on 83 weeks so that Bischoff can talk for 30 minutes about how great it was to work with his son in Impact. Oh, like he's been doing every time that they fucking do a TNA show? Yeah. Which is fine. And he acts like Garrett was, like, the second coming. He's like, oh, he's going to train really well, and like, you've been doing it for years. I made him be a referee first. Yeah, I made him learn the hard way. And then you, well, if you watch, name me your, your favorite Garrett Bischoff match. Yeah, fucking exactly. There's none. I can't even think of one. Is that really bad? Yeah. Name, name a good match that he was even in. Uh, was he involved in like one of the lethal lockdowns? That was probably fun. You don't even know. That's my I don't point. Know for sure. You don't even know. You don't even know. I was a West Briscoe guy. Oh my god. Are you serious? That might be even worse. I like this look. Oh my god. What this look. I like I, mean, I might have a thing for guys with like wavy like blonde hair, like Hangman Page, Kenny Omega had it. Did some blonde he beat fucking uh, Kurt Angle one time? Well, there you go. That's why I like him. Christopher Daniels, Chris Saban, squaring off in the ring okay. here. Bob, who's your pick? Uh, I'm going to go Saban. Really? Wow, I'm surprised you just said that. Daniels is heavily taped on his head. So that is telling me he's got a nasty laceration on the side of his head that probably has stitches. Yeah, Wes Briscoe beat Kurt Angle at lockdown in 2013. And on that same show, uh, Garrett Bischoff did, in fact, compete in a lethal lockdown match. Wait, which say who's uh, who, who else is in the lethal lockdown? Uh, so on, oh my God, that looks like a horrible team. Okay. So on the aces and eights, it was, uh, Garrett Bischoff. Yeah. Devon. Doc, which I believe is Luke Gallows, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nux, which I think was Mike Knox. Yeah. And Mr. Anderson. Okay. They lost to team TNA, which was Eric Young. James Storm, Magnus, Samoa Joe, and Sting. Oh, that's not the one I thought it was then. Is there a fucking other oh, one of these? Movies? No, no. What was the title match on that show? The world title match? Bully Ray and Jeff, uh, Jeff Hardy. That's what I'm thinking of. Because that's where Bully Ray turns. Right, and he's part of the group. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan's like, what? Yeah. You were paying my daughter? And here are the fucking aces and ace? Right. Uh, this has been a fine match so far. Uh, a lot of athletic moves. Daniels has control now of Saban in the corner. They did a beautiful monkey flip where Daniels landed on his feet a few minutes ago. I feel like we should watch uh, Impact 2013. I kind of do, too. Uh, a springboard dropkick to the back of Daniels' head by Chris Saban. Daniels gets knocked out to the floor. He's holding his head probably because it fucking hurts from getting lacerated last week. Saban, massive dive. And he knocked him on his his head. Springboard crossbody. I'm not really sure how or when Chris Saban officially turned babyface, but the crowd does now like him. Right. 
it was kind of when Michael Shane turned heel. It was almost like Saban by default switched to babyface. I feel like. Well, I feel like they were both still like oh nice tilt roll backbreaker by Daniels, and then sent Saban to the floor. Uh, I thought there was a little bit of a, a time like overlap where they both were douchebags. I think there was a little, but I don't think it was very long. Yeah. Saban's on the floor. Daniels joined him. Let's see. Hit him in the mid back area. Do you there's think Dallas, there's Dallas in the front row with his camera just being annoying, taking pictures of the whole fucking show? I don't do that anymore, Bob. Yeah, well, you did. I did for a while. I I don't do that anymore. You used to bring his camera, not even use it. No, that's not true. When I brought it, I used it, except the last. He, he would three cause shows. massive delays in the fucking ticket line. Yeah, so right. Search through his camera bag, and he'd sit down and be like, "You know what? I don't no. think I'm even going to use it. I think I'm just going to enjoy the show." First off, every show that I brought that to, they did not check my bag. I could have brought anything into any of those shows I wanted. That's bullshit. Because when you went to SmackDown, they were like, "No, dude, you got to leave that at the fucking desk." Well, that was different. That I don't bring it. To, it's like indie stuff. Forearm to the back of Saban. Looked like it hurt pretty fucking bad. Gets a two count. Mike Posey here, Bob's favorite referee. I do like Mike Posey. Oh, what is this? Daniel's doing like a hammerlock, backbreaker, cobra clutch, tri- or crossface trifecta over his knee. I don't even know how. Wow, that was quite the way to call that one. Look, and then. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Sit down. Sit down, powerbomb. Yeah, you like spun him. I don't know I don't if they know. call that like a blue thunder driver. It might be. Oh, okay, it might have been. I don't know. It was really fucking cool. And he scoop slam. Wow. Look at that. Oh, is he going to do it? No. Okay. I thought he was going to do I the BME. That's what I thought too. The way you just said, wow, look at that. Scoop slam is like how my dad would react. <laughs> well, that's why I kind of did it. Oh, yeah, if, oh. he even jumped up to the top, almost slipped. Oh, overhead suplex. That was nice. Yeah, like my that's what my dad would say if he was like trying to pretend to be interested. Oh wow, oh, look at that move. Oh yeah, that I did that for a purpose. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, look at that. Wow. Look at that guy go. Look at that guy go. Chops. Look at Saban. He's in uh, he's in control. Daniels counters. Irish slide through baseball side. Oh. Discus chop. Knocks Daniels right off his feet. Okay, well, let's see. Calling for a vertical suplex. That was a brain buster. Yeah. Just a two count, though. Saban's like, God damn it. Picks up. Daniels, I feel like, is just asking to get knocked down. He is getting, yeah, he does keep getting wicked close to him. Yeah. That's kind of good, though. Then it makes it more natural when he does get knocked down. That's true, because he's just constantly in, like, dangerous position. In the way, right? The BME gets a two count. Ooh, I thought he got it. I don't know if I've ever seen Daniels win with the best moonsault ever. That's a really great point. So could it really be the best if he can't win with it? Angels wings. Nope. Counter, but he rolls through. Steven rolls through. Goes for a cover, and they bridge up. 
I remember hits. when yeah. bridging out of a suplex, people were like, whoa, look at the strength. And now it's done about 17 times a show. I still think it's fucking impressive. He hit him on the, in the back of the head. His injury. Oh, oh. Saban slides through, pulls his leg out when he's on the outside of the ring. Posey, move the fuck out of the way. He's going to leg drop you. <gasps> oh, shit. It's Elix Skipper. Hey. Angel's wings. Oh. That's not the last right. So that's the Angel's wings, uh, Don was. Look, he's showing the axe. Oh. Dude, yes. That was awesome. Well, Daniel seems to be positively reacting to that. Does Elix Skipper have a mustache? Let's see him again. I need to... I don't know. Guys in the truck, we need to see Elix Skipper. This is mustache gate. We're not going to go back to Elix Skipper. Are you fucking kidding me? Wait, there, we need a camera in the back. Something's happening. Jarrett's racing hell. He's talking to David Young. I can't believe it. Okay. <laughs> well, David Young's there. Glenn Gilberti, the Red Shirts, Kid Cash, Abess, Don Callis. Um, for reference for you, the last time Eli Zipper wrestled on a pay-per-view was pay-per-view number 58 on August 13th. 2003. Is that the two out of three falls with Lynn? Um, that's actually, that was on July 30th. So it's actually their second match. Oh. But that's the last thing he did. Wow, we haven't seen him since August? Oh. All right. Last week, the uh, tag title match. BG James was in the sharpshooter. Chris Harris, the referee, of course, knocked out. Gilbert well, the chair shot. Let me give you a note during this video package here, Bob. Hit me with it. Because I've been having so much fun, I don't even know what my notes are at this point. Oh, I haven't been doing indie notes, so that's okay. <laughs> okay, you can hit us with that after I give you a note here. Uh, I'm going to save that one because actually that guy's on our show. Okay. Oh, uh, the, the TNA video on demand experiment, which allowed for six ninety five, the purchase of any TNA show for the video through a computer. All shows are available, but nothing more recent than forty five days ago. Got off the block successful. There were about four hundred orders from around the world for the first in the first three days or so. How, how many four hundred? Yep. Oh. Looks like we're going to this Nashville street fight. Glenn Gilberti, David Young, coming out with trash cans. And you said there's how much? It was six ninety five. Yep. Are you doing math for us? Am I doing what? Math. Oh, I can. Here, let me do oh, that. I figured that's. I'll why do I that, and I'll do uh, indie notes for Saban and Daniels here in a minute. God damn it! Six ninety five times four hundred. It's really not that much. It's $2,780. Well, that paid for half the roster to wrestle tonight, so. I guess. Here comes America's Most Wanted in their street fight gear. There's something about when you do a street fight and the guys actually dress like they're in a street fight in jeans, tape fists, 
I'm fucking ready for this match, too, and it's a David Young match. What the fuck? Well, oh, they're starting exactly. to brawl, so this is a perfect time for Bob to catch up on some indie news. So here's uh, Chris Saban had one match on uh, the last last weekend. Uh, it was a gauntlet match where uh, B.J. Whitmer defeated Chris Saban, Danny Daniels, Lash LaRue, and Michael Shane for NBWA wow. in South Bend, Indiana. So that... I mean, I think I was most surprised by Lash LaRue. Right. <laughs> and what about uh, Sting and Jared, dude? Uh, I don't think they did anything. Oh, okay. Those guys very seldomly ever, like Jared especially, very seldomly ever had. I know. Movie. It was a joke. Yeah, it's... Uh, what if, about uh, any of these guys in the ring here? Well, hang on I got to do Christopher Daniels. Oh, I just assumed he didn't have anything. No, Christopher Daniels, he did. On uh, December 13th. He lost to AJ Styles uh, for really? Jersey All Pro in Rahway, New Jersey. Wow! I'm surprised <clears> he did he, any other work with the injury with his head. You know what? That's a good point, and I don't think I've watched that Jersey All Pro match, so I'll have to maybe pop that in and see if his head is taped up. Huge crossbody by Harris. Or are we getting? Or are we getting bamboozled? Into thinking that uh, AMW, they did not have any. They they seem to not do a lot of indie dates either. They really don't. That's why a lot of times I don't check. I check guys that I know are going to be on the indies. Uh, let's see, Disco might have done something. Let's see here. I feel like he doesn't do a lot either. I lied. He didn't do anything. Okay. Disco's next indie date is not until uh, March. So. <sighs> Wow. Okay. At least, at least on uh, on cage match, he he might have. That's fair. That's fair. But through on cage match history, he's uh, not done anything. Do you like David Young's like tank top with the little tiny Spider Man logo? I don't like anything about David Young. Poor guy. David Young doesn't have any indie notes either. So David Young, I don't, I don't mean to insult David Young too much right now because I don't, I don't feel like I hate him this much, but. He just reminds me of, like, if you go to, like, your local indie show, there's got to be at least one dad wrestling. One 46-year-old dad who only is, like, a construction worker. He doesn't really do a lot. And that's David Young. Wow. That's fucking mean, dude. Like, David Young is, a is like, a much, much better Rob Cook. Uh, Bob, Bob would get that reference. Okay, here's the thing. As much as I am bored by David Young, let's not well, put him in the well, same sentence. Well, I know, I know, I know. But I'm talking about that type of, like, when I go to an indie show, it's like, oh, that guy. It's like, that's David Young for me. Well, Robert Cook doesn't even come across like a construction worker or whatever you said. He more He's more like a bowling alley, like, repairman. <laughs> oh, my God. America's <laughs> so. uh, most wanted to get a ladder involved. And they almost got a drop kicked into him, but David Young, they lifted it up. He slipped underneath, and then they hit him with it. Holy shit, Bob. Okay, I take back what I said. But to me, he's just like, he's just there. And he's going to be here for a lot longer than you'd think. It's it's amazing how long he is there for, as he just got catapulted into a ladder. There's actually a couple people who stay here for, like, three more years at least. And I was, I'm very impressed yeah. by a lot of the names, but. There's a lot of people there, there longer than guys that you would think would be long-term TNA guys. 
Right. Like Chris Harris. You would think Chris Harris would be there fucking forever. But he's not. No, he wants to go to be an ECW star, dude. Oh, let's not bring that up. Knock, knock. Who's there? Braden Walker. <laughs> Braden Walker, who I'm going to knock your brains out. <laughs> Have you seen the, be- like, the best of Braden Walker? Like, the YouTube, YouTube video is fucking amazing. <laughs> It's There's so just a, James Storm smashed a, a ladder with a chair into David Young's balls. He's done. He's knocked out. <laughs> he's just, Chris Harris is fighting with Gilberti near one of the dancers' cages. And now he slams him on the guardrail. Who's the, who's the cage girl there? I have I no idea. I, I miss when they would go to the cage girls and just zoom in on their butts while they were like, go to these indie shows at your local uh, convention. Oh, and they'd keep us like busy for a minute while they were yeah. pretending to hear about the indie shows. Yeah. That's actually, you know, now that you say that though, Bob, that's a really great observation because they're not advertising NWA shows like that anymore. Yeah. They don't even like mention it. They don't even have like, you would think maybe during a match, they'd have a scroll or something, but they got nothing. Right. Poor David Young just had a fucking Mountain Dew dumped on him by James Storm. That sucks. Yeah, it does. I'd hate to, like, get a fucking soda dumped on me while I'm wrestling. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you the story about with LaFleur at Buffalo Wild Wings? No, I don't think so. Okay, so it was me, LaFleur, and my other buddy, Tony. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings for a UFC fight. And we, you know, this guy got knocked out. or I think it was... Forrest Griffin or something like that. And we like, we were mocking how we got knocked out, right? Well, the flare like overdoes it and he spills a Sprite all over me. <laughs> right. And I'm not kidding. You. I, I, I had just gotten new jeans like six hours ago. Oh my God. And they dumped all over my new jeans. It's not a big deal. Right. It's Sprite at it. least. At least it's not something. Yeah. Right. And like the show, like the, the pay-per-view was over. So it was not a big deal. But what pissed me off is LaFleur looks at me and he goes, don't be a bitch. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, dude, all, if you just said, like, do my bad, like, it's, like, it's over. Like, I don't care. But you're like, you're like don't be a bitch. What? <laughs> I'm so, surprised you didn't punch him. I should have. But what's funny is, like, this was, like, fucking 2008 or something. Like so sometimes, we'll, oh, the springboard moonsault there by David Young on Storm, who was on a ladder over the middle rope. Exactly. That was nice. Uh, but well, sometimes like we'll we'll bring it up, and I'll be like, "Remember when you told me don't be a bitch?" And they're like, "Yeah." And they'll be like, "Yeah, I don't know what the hell I was thinking." <laughs> like, Why <laughs> would I say that? That's awesome. That's a good story. We also got a table set up ringside, and Harris looks like he's about to power bomb Gilberti through it, but David Young stops it. This has not been a bad like brawling street fight. Speaking of the flair, he just texted me. <laughs> just text him back right now and say, "Don't be a bitch." Seems that Gilberti and Young have the upper hand currently. I did. So he's, he sent me a picture of basically my profile picture of me holding my nephew. And I said, don't be a bitch. And he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Gilberti trying to figure out which corner to set the ladder up. And there we go. He picked one. Gilberti and Young both have Chris Harris. Looks like they're going to whip him. Oh, Harris reverses it. Double clothesline. 
Nice counter. Crowd is on their feet. Almost all of them. They're cheering loud for this. They're having a lot of fun. I'm going to say this is not a bad street fight. No, it's not. And honestly, the people involved, it makes sense. I mean, Gilberti's been a thorn in the side of AMW for a long time. Yes, this is the proper usage of the stipulation, I think. Oh, ladder into Chris Harris by both Young and Gilberti. Going for the cover. Nope. That's a two count. I like how uh, Gilberti's street bike clothes is basically like an Abercrombie shirt. Right. It's a, the Brooklyn, and he's got his like little pants on with his like big boots. Yeah, and like David Young has like a tank top he got from Hot Topic. I don't even. I don't. He might have made that one himself, dude. I don't. There's such a small Spider-Man like Venom logo in the middle. It's so ridiculous, and it's like very low. It's a very weird muscle shirt. Yeah, being worn by a guy that isn't really a muscle guy. Oh! Oh, I thought he was going to put him to the table. So did I, but he's just slammed David Young on the floor right in front of it. Oh, but look, here's Harris. So it looks like he, David Young may be going through the table momentarily. Don't do it, David. Get out of the way. Roll! Are they going to do what I think they're going to do? Oh, no. Oh, Harris is holding him down, so this is different. Jamie Storm doesn't seem like the kind of guy to jump off the top rope through a table. I feel like this is something Harris would do. Right. Gilberti from behind, though. Oh. Gilberti, always the buzzkill. He hesitated. He took too long, probably because he's not usually the guy who does that. But it's a good point. Gilberti sets up the ladder in a different corner now, and Harris lines him up. Oh, fuck. Spears Gilberti right into it wicked hard. Oh. Oh, wow. What the fuck was that? Well, he just did a senton, a flipping senton through the table on David Young, got the three count. Oh, he did a fucking swanton bomb off the top rope to the floor onto yeah. David Young through a fucking table. James Storm. James Storm. Yeah. Is he, like, in fear of losing his job or something? What the hell was that? I don't know. That was pretty impressive, though. That, that's not something you see James Storm do, like, ever. No. Oh, fucking A. The okay, red shirt's killing, killing our vibe here. Boner killer. I would say that normally a street fight is not false con anywhere, generally, but you know what? I'm that's okay what it. I was also thinking. But you know what? I'm not even going to complain because I really like the finish of that match. I thought that was a good street fight. It was. If you're following along, we're at 52 minutes and 47 seconds now. They're handcuffing or trying to handcuff Harris around the top turnbuckle, which looks kind of painful. Yeah, that is and not they got the ideal. He's the fat flash. After we break from this match, uh, if there's a package or something, I'll give you some more notes. I, I don't have a ton, so it's not like I'm missing out here. But James Storm, super kick on Kevin Northcutt. Oh, fucking A. Jeff Jarrett's out here. Hits the, hits James Storm from behind. And now with the chair. Someone else has got to be coming out right now, right? Oh. See, now they're taking... They're going to take out all the people that are not with them. Right. That's the whole point here. And the, Look at and Jarrett we, taking care of him. He flipped the chair the other way, so it's not the dangerous that, side. That's good. See, he cares. So... This is really, this is something I'm going to 
I know we just saw one like three months ago as we got a spike pile driver onto, onto the, the chair. Yeah. Uh, this would for sure set up a fucking like uh, war games, right? Right. Exactly. And look at this. Harrison this is okay. Now hang on a minute. Oh. Oh. Oh my Harrison god. Broke a tower with Chris Harris. Could this be a fucking thing? Jarrett and Harris, does he put him in the corner like that? And did that to his buddy. I mean, that's that, quite the setup. That could be a feud. They're sending us to the back. Scott Hudson. I liked like that game. whole segment. I did too, and I didn't think I was going to. Tag team dream match against Diamond and Swinger. I don't, I don't know if I buy into this whole dream match thing. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Wait a second. The one who gets the fall gets their dream match, and they both have the eyes on the world title. So someone gets a, a title match. Whoever gets the pin, they're saying if D'Lo gets it or AJ Styles. So someone gets a title match out of this. Well, what if Swinger and Diamond win? They might want the tag team titles. This kind of sounds like they can get any. Fuck it. I hope Simon Diamond wins, and he's like, hey, Jeff, I'm coming for your belt. Right. Me too. <laughs> and then I want Swinger to be like, I'm going for the X Division Championship. Put me in Ultimate X. Scott Hudson always looks like he's listening so intently. Like he He's is, like Mike Tanay. I was just going to say, he's like Mike Tanay. Yeah. He definitely has picked up on those mannerisms from Tanay. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, he had it. Title shot. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I've got to do my head, Bob. Well, right, here's a swinger and buzz. diamond, it looks like. The you don't want to with... Wait. Yep, championship match of their choice. JB just said it over the speaker. Okay, so... Okay. Okay. I am willing to think there's been like there's like three things that could happen off this show, and I'm kind of interested in it. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the night, there could be a potential of let's say let's assume AJ Styles gets the pin here, right? Okay, so he'll be he'll have another fucking title match against Jeff Jarrett. By the last segment, Chris Harris or James Storm could get thrown into one mm-hmm. at some point. And at the end of the show, Raven could get a title match on January 7th. Yeah. Were to win. Now, heading into this show, we were like, there's no fucking challenges for Jeff Jarrett. At the end of the show, there could potentially be three. Yeah. That's pretty important, I think. Yeah, there's a lot that could happen. I think they're... they're, they're, they're I think they're realizing that they were stuck in a corner and they need some options and i think we're creating those options yeah well, delo's in the ring now but but as styles makes his entrance here i got a small note i can read dirt uh and then it's that star world renewed its deal for a second year and this station is what is reaching in asia and the middle east and fans in israel with a satellite are also able to see the show so a lot of people uh across the world still have access to tna wrestling well, that's good. Uh, here's an indie note for AJ Styles. Okay. On December 12th, he lost to Colt Cabana. 
in the match for the IWC Super Indie Championship at IWC Call to Arms in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And that's a show I'm actually planning on reviewing soon. So that should be Look at that. fun to eventually check out here. Uh, let's see if D'Lo Brown did anything. I mean, I know he's back from all of Japan, but maybe he uh, did a random indie. You never know. I doubt it, but he could have. Uh, no. no. Yeah, Styles and Simon Diamond starting us off. How do we feel about Diamond's like new goatee? I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I, I'll get used to it, I think, but it's it's let me just give me a couple more shows. We'll see how he feels if it's still there when we get back in January. Right. Uh, okay, there's nothing for that. Let's see if Simon Diamond did anything. Let's see here. Let's see. I just saw something uh, recently on Twitter that someone said, you know, that uh, pro wrestling has done Johnny Swinger wrong uh, because he's so entertaining current day in Impact Wrestling with this like old school like wrestler gimmick that he's got going on. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was interesting because, I mean, I feel like we, we are appreciating him rewatching stuff from 2003. And people are still talking about Johnny Swinger today. Well, it's funny because I think if you were to look at, if you were to put a picture of Giant Swinger today to Giant Swinger of 2003, there's no way you'd think it's the same person. Dude, I was, I'm telling you, I was watching it like yesterday and I was, it crosses my, I'm like, that's not the same guy. Yeah, like there's just no way. He's also, isn't he also like 56 years old? I don't know if he's that old, is he? I think he's an old guy. Let me see. Pretty sure. The more they've he's they forty six. There you go. Same thing. That's like nothing. Um, the more that they fucking promote this as a fucking dream match, the more I'm getting really annoyed. That's okay. Because it's not a fucking dream match. I feel like after they're saying you get your dream title match and stuff, I feel like that's what they mean by that. Well, <laughs> yeah, so but they're saying like a dream. Like people are like, oh, we need to see this tag match. Like, no. Well, I hate to say it, but the the term dream match gets thrown around probably too often. Oh, don't even get me started. Don't Just get me wrong. Because two guys some... haven't wrestled each other before does not make it a dream match. Right. Stay down. Leo Brown shoulder blocking, swinging, coming off the ropes. Count, counters a hip toss with a hip toss of his own. Leo Brown showcasing that he's an accomplished Rustler, he's been watching his Ricky Steamboat tapes with all these arm drags, a clothesline in the corner. Who does he think he is? JBL? He's not. Reversal. Dilo up over. Oh, he drops down. Swinger oh, low blows him. Kick to the nuts. Referee That's, must have been distracted. Looks like he was. That should be a disqualification if I've ever seen it. We've crossed the hour mark, by the way, Bob. We are at an hour and one minute and 33 seconds. Who's going to get that early Christmas present? I think me and Bob have already gotten our early Christmas present. This show has been a lot of fun so far. I mean, I have to agree. I've enjoyed the first hour. 
Well, and the thing is, like, last year they did the same thing. The last show in 2002 was pretty fucking fun. So, right. very similar idea. Well, then, unfortunately, just like in 2002, they have two weeks off before you can yeah. capitalize on that fucking excitement. Yeah. Bob, don't worry. Our excitement gets to spill over into our final WWA bonus episode, The Reckoning, coming at you next week. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Just think, after me and Bob get through this this final shit show, we can finally do some bonus episodes that might have some good matches on them. I know. No kidding. <laughs> or at least something different. Because WWA... We should, do, we should do like a four-hour Ring of Honor show. I'd do it, man. No, you would not. Yes, I 100% would, because there's a lot of shit I haven't seen. I don't know if I could legitimately sit here for four hours and watch a ring of We could do a two-parter. I really don't know if I could do that. Two-part bonus episode. Let's watch Final Battle, like, 2003, right? And it's like, what's the runtime of that? Five and a half hours? I'm in. Let's do it. Let's just check. What the fuck? Okay, D-Lo does a flip over the ropes to the eight. Oh, my God. That's like a corkscrew shooting star thing? I don't even know what the hell that was. I don't know what it was either, but it was awesome. EJ Styles was a dive to the floor. What is with the... I've noticed AJ and Daniels, I think, had they have, like, black armbands on their arm. Is that for, for something? Oh, I don't know if I noticed that. They don't say anything, do they? I don't think so. But usually when they do that, it's like a symbolism for... Like a fallen wrestler or something. A fallen guy, fallen. right? I mean, people keep dying every week here. Beautiful oh, drop oh. salt by AJ Styles. Tim, they called it a drop kick. I would too, but I get yelled at. So I know better it's now it's a drop salt. salt. But God you know damn what? it, Ron Killing's axe kick is still an axe kick, motherfuckers. That's a scissor kick. If, uh, for, a, for a bonus episode, though, we should do a USA Pro show. Mm. Because those fucking shows are really legitimately five hours. Oh. But what's really funny is that the first two and a half hours are usually like local students that are fucking the drizzling shits. <laughs> wow, Bob. You really talked me into that one. Yeah. Well, scoop slam by Styles, tags and D Lo Brown. A scoop and a slam. Well, as this match kind of slows down a little bit, let me uh, shoot you another another note. Well, actually, let me oh, open nice. with one first and then I can touch on another one after. Uh, and this know, AJ of, just did a nice, like, combo splash light drop combo, but go ahead. It's because they're good as fuck. Tags and Styles again. They are undefeated as a tag team. Oh, that is a really great point, Bob. Uh, so this kind of bounces off what Bob said. It kind of ties into some other stuff. So, as we know, the, comp- the company's taking two weeks off uh, for Christmas. Uh, they're planning on 2004 being huge, as the rumor is they're extremely close to agreeing on that deal that they would be paying the $50,000 per week to air at a 9 a.m. Saturday morning show on WGN-TV. Uh, Alvarez adds, I cannot even fathom that being a positive, partly because we don't even get WGN in this area, and partly because I have seen countless promotions in the past several years quickly go broke paying for TV. Nothing is signed yet, so cooler heads could still prevail. And kind of going off of that, I mean, this is all, you know, it's, it's bittersweet news, really. But we had the positives of this WGN deal and this syndicated Memphis show and all this. So Swinger and Diamond have control in their corner here. Uh, Dave 
mentions in his in the observer newsletter part another positive sign is that all the major talent was having photos done for an upcoming release of action figures although it wasn't made clear which company was going to distribute them the people who were doing the shooting were the same people who did that for wwe figures at jack specific they also took images for a video game although we don't know what company it is from tna management was telling wrestlers it would be heavily promoted because the operation is a, is small budgeted, a video game deal, if successful, can make the difference between a losing operation and a winning one. That is, not throwing in the WGN TV bill, as it won't make up the $2.5 million per year in those costs. Oof. So there's a lot there, but kind of exciting. Action figures in 2003? Pele kicked by AJ to Diamond. Uh, I don't recall them getting action figures until like what 2006? It well, yeah, at 2005? least 2005, 2006. Yeah, I don't think they do. So, pretty it interesting. Like and the video you know. game we know doesn't come out till what 2008, Eight? something like that. So, interesting. A 2003 TNA video game would be kind of neat, though. Yeah. Could you imagine the story mode where fucking 75 people make their debut? Right. It'd be pretty insane. The game's, you know what? The game starts off with only 10 wrestlers. (laughs) And you go through story mode, and that's how you get the other 70. So it's like Super Smash Brothers, where you have to, like, keep playing, and then a new opponent, a new foe has appeared. And then you have to beat them, and then they're in your roster. Yeah. Speaking of uh, 2003 being a lot of fun, we can talk more about this a different time as well, but uh, I have recently uncovered a decent little pile of TNA 2004 trading cards, and I was sending pictures to Bob, and holy shit, was it cool. One of my new favorite cards I own is Swinger and Diamond with those NWA tag team titles around their waist. Now, weren't you going to buy these cards, like, again? Well, I was going to buy some, because you can't really find packs. And if I could, I would buy them. Uh, D'Lo and Styles both slamming down Swinger and Diamond here. Um, I I specifically wanted the CM Punk cards. I'm a big CM Punk fan, have been for years. And his card goes for a lot of money. Um... Hold on. Hold on. D'Lo hits the frog splash, but Jarrett did... What did he do? Uh, Jarrett did nothing. I think AJ... Oh, shit. Problem problem solver. Swinger pins D'Lo. It's important to note there. Well, they're getting a tag team title shot. Oh, a tag team title shot. Okay. Uh, so I think AJ was going to go for a springboard over the ropes onto Jarrett and he fucking slipped. Dude, that looked dangerous. And fell over. Yeah. I didn't like the way he fell, man. That got nervous. No, I didn't either. He's probably like, oh, fuck. Well, then Jarrett threw him over the guardrail and. Are we going to get Jeff Jarrett in every match now? It kind of feels like that. Is that why they did him in the early in the show? 
Look, yeah, I mean, fucking Styles is probably scared shitless. He's moving and stuff, though. He, he's good. I'm honestly shocked that Diamond and Swinger won that. Me too. Oh, here's Loki. Hello, hello, Scott. Michael Shane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Third <laughs> moment, you will find out. It is not the, the size, size of the fighter. Fight. It's the size of the fight. Be ready. To do oh, someone's yelling. Loki! What time is it? It's prime time. Triple X, back together. I know the dance hit you in the head with the chair, but forget that, brother. Oh, look, Daniels can't be trusted. Triple X is dead. Whoop, he grabs him. Keith, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. And we're family. Really? That's dramatic. Wow. Two weeks ago, Loki Fallen Angel Kid Cash receive winner receives Exhibition title shot. You'll remember Loki won, but then was brutally attacked backstage by Christopher right. Daniels. Do you like the sound effect they just did when they the were showing the sound effects on the knee strikes? I was hoping they were gonna do a crashing sound with that key. Yeah, you would think if you're gonna do it like a little fucking squirt gun noise. There it is later that night. Daniel's smashing a chair. And now Elix Skipper's trying to be like, we're family and family fight. And I don't know about you, Dallas, but when it comes to family, I've definitely put their head between a chair and then proceeded to hit it with another chair. Right. Dude, these fucking match graphics, dude. I love them. <laughs> I like them too. Exhibition Championship. Here we go. We're at one hour. What is that? 11 minutes and 57 seconds. That's right. I couldn't. Shane continue his record reign. 18 weeks and counting. Rightful number one contender gets his title shot finally. Rumors it's, of Ultimate X2 Impact Division. Well, it's not a rumor. They announced it like two weeks definitely ago. Definitely announced as official. If it becomes a reality. What the fuck? Yeah, but, they already yeah. announced it. Is uh, Shane Douglas coming out with Michael Shane, you think, this week? Or I, well, I think he's cast to. He might even come out to Shane Douglas' music. Oh, that's a good point. Dude, let's see if Loki did anything. I feel like he always does. Well, first, let me check Michael Shane, because he's first up in my uh, my tabs here. Look at the teeny oh. calendar girl holding up June. Like that's me. It's probably her. He's coming out with Tracy, whose pants may or may not rip again tonight. We'll find yeah, out. Yeah, who knows? Uh, the only thing with Michael Shane was he was involved in that gauntlet that I mentioned earlier. So now okay. Really that. And then let's see what Loki was doing. Uh, let's go here. Damn it. I never guess right on what page it's on. Uh, all right, low key was with zero one over the weekend. Uh, I don't know, I don't know who that is. He defeated some guy named Van Sack Acid okay. on December 11th. 
And then he teamed up with the Predator, which was Sylvester Turquet, in a losing effort against. I'm not even going to try to pronounce these guys. It was Hashimoto and uh, Sakata. I can't. I had no idea about the first names. And then on December 14th, Loki teamed up with a guy, Hoshikawa, defeating Mikami and Mikey Henderson. And that leads us to this show. Low. Key. It's been 16 months since he held it last. August 2002 was the last time Loki was the X Division champion, which I forgot happened. You forgot he was X Division champion? I feel like I probably actually didn't, but it's just been so long. From San Antonio, Texas. Been champion since the Ultimate X1. Longest reigning X Division champion, Michael. Michael Shane, the cousin, Shawn Michaels. Michael. Shane. He's been one fortunate son of a gun, like today says. This should be a fine X Division title match. I'm looking forward to it. Bell rings. Loki is freaking ready. But is Michael Shane? Who's going to walk out with the title? I don't know. We're getting each other's faces. Mike Posey's like, guys, get it on. I'm rooting for uh, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. Yeah. Oh. And, that's not, and that's not a political reference. That's a reference to uh, Loki. Yes. Trading chops. Loki gets hit on to the top turnbuckle. Grinds his face across the ropes. What do you think about Elix Skipper trying to get Triple X back together? How do you feel about that? What was that? How do you feel about Skipper trying to get Triple X back together? Uh, I would be fine if it's just him and, and Daniels. You think it's not worth getting Loki involved? I mean, fucking Daniels just smashed him in the head with a chair two weeks ago. Why would the guy then be like, hey, dude? Bros. Because they're family. Uh, again, I don't think that makes much sense. Wrestling in general makes no sense because... Exactly. Like, like for instance, this is one of my go-to like references, but like... Fucking... Uh, when Rikishi ran over... Stone Cold Steve Austin because Triple H told him to do it. And then like a year later, Triple H and Steve Austin are like, we're friends. So like, you, you tried to kill me. Right. Like, what are you talking about? And then when, uh, like Lita and Kane. Oh, Lita and Kane's a good one. Like Kane, <laughs> Kane like abducted her. I think technically raped her. And then she was pregnant. It, I think it was a very heavily hinted at that that is what happened. Yeah, and then she was like, "I all right, Kane, we're cool." And then Snitsky's like, "It wasn't my fault," and he fucking killed, like, hurt Lita where she had like a miscarriage or something, and it was like, 
what what is what is going on like i don't understand how any of this makes sense is that like peak wrestling like as a drama oh my god yeah like you saying that dude is like what are we watching yeah oh for sure i think that start i think that starts off with like the katie vick shit mm-hmm. when it's like what kane what what, what are you, you talking about <laughs> what when when did this happen were you wearing a mask when you <laughs> You had a car accident? What are you talking about? Michael Shane. Oh, the dragon dragon clutch over the rope, but Tracy's grabbing the foot of Loki. Tracy with an eye. Tracy with an eye. Or Tracy I. Taylor. Tet. Tet. I didn't officially say that, but oh Oh, my god. Brandon gets whacked off the apron and he flies. Yeah, he does not look happy with himself because he's currently holding his arm saying, oh, shit, fuck. Or remember, actually, he'd be be saying more like, oh, oh, shit, fuck. That might be the shoulder that he had in a sling. I think I can't remember exactly which one it was. Oh, yeah, you might be right. And Michael Shane, that guy did not even budge. That guy. Because he's bigger than him. He did not even Flinch. I fucking love it. Michael Shane tries to intimidate a fucking 6'8 giant wearing a Napoleon Dynamite type of shirt as if he was going to punch him. And he looked like the guy uh, in Happy Gilmore when Shooter McGavin tries to like in, like intimidate him. And he's just like, no, no, no. That's funny. I don't think so, Shooter. Um, as we're just trading some blows here, I got another note for you that relates to Michael Shane. Uh, apparently, the relationship with AAA is al- already started to get strained. Oh, Michael God. Shane and David Young still hadn't got paid for their appearance on the November 29th AAA Big Show, and that show sold out 18,000 seats. And now, if you remember, Bob, in addition, TNA had asked AAA for the footage of Michael Shane in the ring before the big crowd to put him over more, and they wanted to show that footage yeah. uh, for the December 10th show, but the footage never arrived. Great. So does that mean that it's over? It's uh, strained, man. We're not, we're not really happy with AAA. How much would they have to pay them? Good question. On a sold, and you're not even you're not even paying them on a sold out eighteen thousand seat venue. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Tracy Ooh. grabbing the leg again. She almost fell over top there. Uh, I was just gonna say that. Loki gets kicked off the apron again. Well, you know what? And if you want to see Tracy out of her top, if you just Google Tracy Brooks, uh, Playboy, I think you'll be able to do that. And I believe she's wearing a TNA wrestling shirt in some of the photos. Hmm. It's good marketing. I'd freaking say so. Yeah. If I was a wrestling fan and I bought a Playboy magazine, I open it up and I see a girl and it's like a it says blah 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 wrestling. I'd be like, what company is that? I probably should check it out. I don't think I would. I'd at least look. I don't think so. Well. If I if I let's say I got a Playboy today and i know like they've changed where it's like not really nude anymore no that's not true they went back they did go back that's what i read i don't i don't buy them but 
Alright, well, I might have to renew my subscription. Anyway, if I were to open up a Playboy and then there was like a MLW fusion ad on a girl's fucking taint, I don't think I'm gonna go ahead and then check out MLW. First off, <laughs> I said t shirt. Well that's what that that's what I think about MLW. They're the taint of professional life. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? What is happening on the show right now? <laughs> fuck you, Corbauer. Yeah, you. I got a surprise this week, guys. Oh God. Well, let's be real. Court Bauer is definitely the new Dixie Carter in wrestling, he and by is. that, the teasing of the surprises. Right. And, Not that they don't deliver. It's just that there's always a fucking surprise. Right. I believe that Conrad has also like kind of joked with Jeff Jarrett about that, about changing the landscape of the business. Oh yeah, so, he has. Which I think is awesome because it's. And Jeff, fun. and Jeff even said like it got to a point where it was diminished value because they did it every, they did it a lot. Right. Shane with some chops. He's doing another like stretching out Loki. He's he's getting quite the upper hand on Loki in this match, man. He has like a new, a different level of aggression, but I'm I'm thinking it's because he knows he's in there against Loki, and Loki will do shit like that, like chop you really hard, like this, yeah, and like kick you really hard. So he's probably got to like do that. No, that's a good point. Look at these chops, dude. These are like almost popping my ear. That's how loud. Yeah, those are vicious. Comes back with an elbow. Loki looks like he's pissed. Oh, beautiful kick. That was nice. The boyhood dream is about to be crushed here tonight, Bob. I feel like XPW has more value in wrestling than than MLW. Wow. I'll be honest with you. Oh, springboard kick. That was nice. That was a really nice kick. I don't want to talk about MLW too much, mostly because I don't know where to fucking watch it, and I don't really know much about it. Well, here's the thing. So it's on, like... Behind or something, something sports, be in sports or something. Oh, yeah, be in sports. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's on YouTube TV. I rip what, what, yeah, if you buy the sports package, oh, which is an additional 15 bucks a month. And I only have that for NFL Red Zone. So once the NFL season's over, I will cancel it. Oh, wow. Um, well, I just yeah. see him post YouTube videos and I still don't watch them. Yeah, there's just nothing there that really makes you. See, I like I like the people they bring in and do stuff, but like I just don't have interest. And then you have Court Bauer, who's like kind of too st- like thinks I'm really great kind of guy. Yeah. Nice jawbreaker, facebreaker, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Michael Shane just did to Loki out of a fireman's carry. He's climbing up to the top rope here. Is he gonna hit the elbow? He's gonna channel his inner heartbreak kid. Oh yeah, he did, and it was a pretty. Well, fun he didn't nice do album. like the, uh, like this thing where like Shawn Michaels go and he goes like that. When he does like the yeah the yeah. arm motion, yeah. Yeah. Nobody no, kicked saw... his feet. Did you see this feet kick? I did. Yeah, like he was afraid. Um, I did see also that MLW has like an open door policy now. Oh really? Yeah, like they'll allow like any free agents. So I went on Twitter the other day, and there was literally fifteen straight indie guys trying to be like, "What? Oh, open door, let me in." So that also pissed me off. Well, you got to be open door if no one watches. Try to get. Yeah. Little Loki picking up Shane. He's gonna hit this German. Oh, bridging German, beautiful. Two count though, really nice. Tracy's looking stressed. I will admit. Okay. I think Shane's blocking is... the dragon clutch. 
This is one of the better Loki matches I think I've ever watched. You think so? I was that I was, wasn't against like Samoa Joe. Okay. Well, I was gonna say I feel like it's been sort of slow, but like I'm still like enjoying the match overall. I like, enjoyed the match. Now. And I think I'm enjoying Loki's offense because a lot of times I feel like Loki does his chops and like boring right. shit. Oh, how the hell did he even hit that? I don't know. He did, though. And Michael Shane's mouth is bleeding, by the way. I don't know when that just happened, but it is. It was probably on one of the 17 kicks to the face that he uh, suffered. Crowd is heavily behind Loki here. Michael Shane got his arm on the rope. Very easily. Loki not paying attention to his ring awareness. Oh, Loki. What is this? Phoenix Splash. Oh, knees up. Oh, rolls him up. Uh, wait a second. Mike Posey uh, just called for the bell. I think Posey fucked up. <laughs> Posey, run. Oh, God. Brandon dude, yeah, look, he is. Too. He'll rip your face off. Yeah, dude. Something's up with that. And look, Posey did get out of the ring. Run. Loki's up. Michael Shane does not look like he should have won that match right there. Yeah, that definitely was not the finish. Oh, there's Shane Douglas, but Loki kicked the shit out of him Loki's before he like, even saw you. I'm willing to bet you that Loki was not supposed to lose that clean. I don't think so either. Here goes Tracy. Oh. It's that's why Shane Douglas came out, because he was probably supposed to get involved. The finish. Oh, great. What is he going to do to Tracy? Oh, God. Key <gasps> Crusher? Key Crusher no, to Tracy? No. Michael Shane got her oh, out. Oh, she still does a face plant and then also and, apparently and her hurt knee, her knee. She yelled, oh, fuck. So, she, like, I think she just really hurt her knee. Dude, Tracy's fucked up. Michael Shane with, uh, potentially, like, Nux or something? That chain? He has a trademark chain, I guess. Uh, Shane Douglas is doing some of the weakest looking stomps I've ever seen in my life. And he's even jumping off the bottom rope. <laughs> How the hell do you, he jumped off the bottom rope and like just gently placed his boot on Loki. Don't you know, Loki. Tracy's back on her foot, but look, she's not putting pressure on her leg at all. No, her, her left knee is probably fucked. Oh, she's walking. She's walking. Okay. She was faking it. Dramatic. Oh, to, he's saying that 2004 is the year of the franchise. Oh boy. The fuck is he like Skipper doing? Is he joining the franchise? No, he's Triple X. Uh, I don't know, dude. Michael Shane's telling him what to do. Shane Douglas is telling him what to do. Shane Douglas, sorry. I knew it. Oh, there That's we go. It. He just, he just punched Shane Douglas. That, what is happening? Very awkward. Irish whip, matrix, clothesline. That was a super awkward confrontation between Skipper and... sure was. They did, like, the do si three times, and then he fucking did the matrix, and then clothesline to the floor. Mentioning explosion, hashtag, we want explosion. Tag Scott more for us, because holy shit, I'd love to see some of those matches. Here's Saban. 
Why is Saban? What did he look skip for attack him or something? Oh, springboard, oh, right. tornado, DZ. No, skipper counters. Up and over. Oh, lands right on Shane Douglas. Here comes Daniels. If Daniels and Logie, like, hug it out or something, I'm going to be pissed. I don't think they're going to hug, but. Hey, man. Skipper. Sorry that I smashed your head with a chair. My bad. Oh, nope. Loki's kicking the shit out of Daniels. There you go, because as he should. And now they're punching each other. Is this Ultimate X? Uh, yeah, we are looking at the four men who should be in the Ultimate X match. Chris Vaughn should be in the Ultimate X, too. I agree with that. Chris Vaughn. Yeah. Hey, and actually, I'm going to save it for probably our last video package, but Chris Vaughn and our buddy Rick Santel. We haven't heard a lot about Rick Santel, but I have a note kind of relating to him. Who's this? Eric Watts. I'm guessing this is our official announcement. They already announced it. Well, official, official. Shane Douglas casually brought it up in a backstage promo, but... Yeah. The board of directors proposed this match. It's Eric Watts' favorite match, he said. You just wonder who the two people in the match were going to be. Why has it got to be two? Why not maybe three? Well, the first one was three. Right. Wasn't it? Yes. January 7th. With the belt hung up high. Ultimate X Championship! As Eric Watt says, but Ultimate X 2, January 7th. Ultimate X Championship. So he fucked it up? It's just Ultimate X for the X Division Championship. Yes. The crowd did not really pop for that or anything. No, but... Um, well, they probably, because, probably because they've heard it three times. Oh, Scott Hudson rapping. He's down with the 3LK. They're looking at him like, yo, Scott, shut the fuck up. Tiz Tag Team oh, Champions. God. This guy. This is funny. I'm down with that. What did he just say? PG James said, bless your heart. I don't know what the hell you just said. Conan took the title from him. <laughs> As it should be. That's funny. PG James doing his road dog gimmick. Tag team champions of the world. New signal single. They're going tomorrow. That's right. January 7th, they're going to drop that new single like it's hot. What's going to be their song? Look at him trade the belt. He took it from Killings now. BG James did. Check uh, Scott Hudson's tire pressure outside. Stuff your stocking with a TNA calendar. And here's a promo, the Girls of TNA 2004 calendar, available now on nwatna.com. Holy. Trying to see who that is. I have no idea. Is it April? Might have been. Maybe. That's I Trinity. 
Don't know who that girl is. Wish I did. Dude, lollipop. Lollipop, my girl. Yep, not much to talk about here, guys. You're going to have to no. see this one for yourselves on the Impact Plus app. Yeah, I don't think I could possibly do a description again. If, uh, basically, just uh, big boobs, tight butts. It's <laughs> um, pretty much all I got. October. That's my girl, April, on October. Uh, that's right. Great. Best month out of the year. Yeah, you want to know why she's October? Why? She's got a scary face. All right, so we got Don West and Mike Tanay. Let's see, what are they about to say? They captured Saddam Hussein. Tanae says, I am so damn proud. They're dedicating the pay-per-view to all the soldiers here in the crowd. They said, hey, guys, can you come stand behind Mike Tanae and Don West for this? Yeah, are these the soldiers that captured Saddam Hussein? Or? No. They probably <laughs> they probably didn't even leave <laughs> the county. They're probably not even real soldiers. They're probably just guys wearing outfits. Well... I don't want to. I don't want to judge too hard, but you never know. Don, let's talk about what's upcoming. We're at an hour thirty-five minutes and fifteen seconds. Christmas Eve, two thousand three, special program. The, the best of the X division, counting down the top five matches. So they're kind of going over that. So. Let me give you a note, because we already know what's happening for these shows, Bob. Uh, There was a benefit show on December 11th with several wrestlers, including Hogan and Piper, donating items to raise money for Rick Santel, who has incurred significant medical bills needing soldier surgery after a TNA match and and is in need of a second operation. Uh, Then it is said here, there is something major wrong with this story. That's what Dave says. You've got a kid trying to break, making $250 payoff or whatever it was, getting hurt in a company which is part of a huge energy conglomerate, and they aren't covering the cost of the surgery for an energy injury occurring in the ring. And there is a company that is very, that, that, sorry. And this is a company that the very night before the show had Piper in the ring bragging about how for the first time in this company, the wrestlers have health insurance, which the contract guys do have. Well, if Rick Santel isn't under contract and he doesn't have the insurance, right? Right. It, I mean, I've always thought that shit scummy. I mean, Panda Energy is... Well, I agree. I don't... Hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. If you can't cover the hospital bills of the fucking guy that got hurt in your ring, like, give me a break. I agree. Um, and, and on that note, Bob, that is my final note of the night. So we are going to be able to sit back, relax, or try to, with the excitement of this cage match to finish this show off. They're clearly killing time to fucking set up the cage, right? Right. And they're hyping up the next show. They're hyping up the TNA girls calendar. Go ahead, Scott. In the back with Don Callis, the Red Shirts, and Abyss. Batting a thousand. The only thing standing in your way is rage in the cage. You gotta prevent Raven from winning and getting a title shot against Jeff Jarrett. Here comes Jarrett. 
Watts is this close to getting fired. They're really hyping him up. Look how look how hyped they are, dude. Gills Gilberti and Young even. And here is our final video package. Cool. That means I can fucking pee. Okay, well, Bob does that. I will talk us through a video package. This is the uh, this has become a recurring theme on this show where uh, Bob it has really, to pee at least one time. It is. I don't know how he does it because I think I have a smaller bladder than him, but probably. So this is just a recap. There's Raven stiffing Abyss with that chair. And two of them. Ready? Boom. They are making sure you know what happened there. Oh, my God. Absolutely vicious. Raven saying the only way to get rid of the three of you is to put it in a cage next week. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. Raven talking inside of that makeshift cage. I'm going to snap your neck off. I think I hear you knocking. I think I'm coming in. Coming for you, and I'm coming for the title. I don't know. Let's see what's going to happen here. And here are these, for, oh, they're going to do a really cool graphic, but it switched to just a come out. That's okay. Main event of the evening. The best thing, six foot four. 338 pounds. Well, there's the red shirts first. Legend has a cookie tray with him. So I Kevin Northcutt, Legend, and Abyss on one side. Three huge guys. There's the cage. Gotta say, they set it up pretty quick. Not, not too bad. Given that it's a live pay-per-view. I'll give them credit there. This is the last time we had a cage match is actually open up the show. And here comes Raven's video package. Here's Raven, Julio De Niro, CM Punk. Coming with lots of weapons, chairs, crutches, garbage cans, chains, a mailbox. We were getting right into it. Bob, welcome back. I'm here. I was waiting for it to change back. Bob, I can barely hear you. Can you hear me? Now I can. If you talk into your microphone. Well, I... Fuck you, okay? Punk getting uh, choked out by I Legend. See that they brought weapons. Oh yeah, dude. The first Legend came out with one cookie sheet, and now Raven and the Gathering came out with a lot more. There's an image of them locking it. Oh shit! There's two tables and everything. I don't know who brought the tables in. So 
Those might have just been secretly this placed. This is basically a Clockwork Orange House of Fun just inside of a whole steel cage instead of one side of a cage. Well, we don't have the one side of the cage yet, though, technically. They just have, like, the weird fence piece. Well, that's what I mean. All right. Don't worry. We're going to talk in depth about the Clockwork Orange House of Fun match on our 2003 year in review. So stay tuned. Two weeks away. Trash can led by Abyss to Julio De Niro. We're at an hour, 42 minutes, 22 seconds. We have roughly 12 minutes left of the show, I believe. And Nero's already busted open, and the match has been going on for like 35 seconds. Yeah. You know, I've been wondering, I've been actually thinking about this. I think that a plastic trash can would hurt more than like the tinfoil trash those, can. Those kind, though, are actually fairly heavy. That like the kind they have in the ring there. So I think it depends what kind of plastic really? you have. I think the plastic ones are heavy. De Niro's bleeding pretty good, and I saw Punk was bleeding as well. And Raven, it looks like he's also Raven's bleeding. The gathering oh. is getting beaten up real good. They're, yeah, they're, they're getting mauled right now by look at that. Legend rubbing Raven's face against the cage. See now I would get frustrated. I'd I'd be like, oh, cool, the wound on my forehead's finally healed. And then Vince Russo walks up to me and be like, hey, brother, we need you to slice yourself again. And I'm like, fuck. Every week. Lots of choking. Lots of rubbing against the, the cage. with a chain. I like how Sine was saying that Abyss is 6'8", so that means that because he's taller, he's able to choke stronger. <laughs> like, well, duh. That? That means nothing. Raven looks like he made the debut of his trash can skirt that looks like it's made of pleather. I don't know if he's worn that yet. Ooh. Raven. Oh, I know. Okay, I know what you're talking about. It's a trash bag because it looks like a black trash bag. Isn't that what he... He would wear that in WWE, didn't he? Did he? I, I no, it's for, I'm pretty sure it's his first time wearing it here. He almost strictly wore plaid. So I think he's worn black like fabric, but I don't think he's worn the pleather like that. Hmm. I could be wrong. I remember watching him on like a uh, episode of Heat where he wasn't even wearing one. He was just wearing regular trunks. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, this is fucking weird. He must have been feeling off that day because that is not like Raven. Yeah, that was bizarre. It definitely did like did not look right. Uh, Here we go. The gathering finally yeah. fighting back. Yeah. Discus clotheslines all around. And another one. Abyss gets knocked off his feet by Raven. What a comeback here by the gathering. And then they all did some super kicks. Abyss, though, does not fall until he gets low blowed. And triple super kick. It's a super kick party. And he sells it by literally falling down like he's sitting down. It's an interesting way to sell 
three super kicks to the face. Yeah. Using some cookie sheets and stuff. So, interesting note, as you were coming back, Bob, I got to say, I was pretty impressed with how quickly they set this cage up because the last time we saw a cage, it opened the show. As it should. So, I'm surprised that they actually set it up in the amount of time they did. Well, I'm sure they figured out. I'm sure. Raven using the plunger on Abyss's face, classic. Do you think that's clean or used? Uh, I'd hope clean, but you know what? If you're on a budget, you got to grab what you can, and they probably walked right into that sex locker room, which is a bathroom, and grabbed the plunger. The sex locker room, which is a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bathroom with, like, a weird shower and, like, some seats. It's absolutely a fucking bathroom. That is so funny. Which makes me wonder, did they have another bathroom for, like, fans? I would assume they had to have. They had to have. I got with an overhead throw on uh, De Niro. I think one of my goals, I'm going to go to the Nashville Fairgrounds Arena, this building right here, and I want to take a picture in the sex locker room, and everyone will be like, why are you taking a picture in the bathroom? And I'll be like, did you watch TNA Wrestling from 2003? <laughs> a lot of stuff has happened here. A lot of stuff happened in this bathroom. AJ Styles went stormed in here with a chainsaw. Oh, shock treatment. We don't we don't have a name for it yet, but No. The torture act type move drops down. Abyssed that the CM Punk, by the way. It looks like Northcut is about to powerbomb De Niro. Hits him up against the cage, then down right on the ground. What's next? Legend is calling for something weird. He's doing an arm movement. Okay, we're setting up a table. Was Don West saying that Northcote was a was a bouncer? Uh, I think he might have, and I think I've heard that before. Got a table set up. Are they going to try to put Raven through it? Like the gathering, aside from that one comeback sequence, have uh, pretty much been getting destroyed. Yeah, they haven't really done a whole lot. We're setting up another table. We're an hour, 48 minutes, and 46 seconds. Ooh, double stack, Bob. Double stack. It's usually not a good sign. No. The only double stack that I usually like is on my... Uh, my hamburger. Gennaro mm. getting laid on the first table. Oh boy. And Legend climbing up to the top rope. Oh no. Oh uh, wait. Legend's trying to get to the top of the cage. Legend. Mm. Yeah, what is going on here? Well, Dude, going up what? there to get him, it looks like. That is not normal. Legend is not someone... But Punk stopping him. He's got him with oh. one hand. Is he going to pretend to throw him with one hand? 
Well, he pulled them down, not through the tables, but he landed on the mat from the top of the cage. I mean, that's pretty fucking high still. Oh, Punk has superhuman strength to just yank him off with one hand. To be fair, there's not a lot of room to stand up on there. I mean. And don't do the spot. Oh, wait a second. Who's, Who's this? They're Kid saying Cash. Kid, Cash, Kid Cash climbing up the cage, but someone else is breaking the chain. It's Gilberti. Oh, it's Gilberti. But here's Eric Watts. We're continuing a trend of interference in matches. Run-ins. The cage is going to keep everybody out, but guess what? Everybody's going to be in anyway. Don Harris, too, coming for the save. What is Punk doing? I have no idea. Punk is, like, climbing on the top rope. But here comes Abyss in the middle, and there's fucking Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's climbing up the cage, too, dude. Oh, Great. he just threw handcuffs in the ring, and they almost bounced out of the ring. Yeah, oh, what the hell? There's another pair. He could have slid him right in that open door right there. Yeah, I don't know why he had to awkwardly climb up and throw it over. Anyway, uh, so CM Punk, Punk's on the top of the cage. on the table. Punk. Oh, nice. Leaps Punk off the, the top. Elbow drops Abyss through both tables. Sting is out as AJ Styles is punching Jarrett. Sting claps Jarrett's head. And then, okay, and now he's going to beat him up. I did not think we were going to see Sting again. This is a surprise. Stinger splash onto the cage. Jarrett's just dead. Here comes Styles. Another splash. He basically hit him in his dick in his face. Chaos in the ring. Chaos outside the ring. Chaos in the crowd. This is laid out. North cut is up. And he hit everybody with the handcuffs, which I don't think we really saw because of all the other shit. No, we didn't. There's a replay of the double table spot. With right. Punk so then why aren't we just pinning Abyss right there? What are we waiting for? Because everyone else is up. Oh, Northcutt got the handcuff to the rope. Look at that. He tricked him and he handcuffed him. All right, now Legend's getting handcuffed to the... Well, Daniel's having a hard time, it looks like. But he's going to get him there on the top rope, it looks like, yeah. Three on one. They're going to set up a best. Legend and Northcar are both handcuffed to the ropes. Abyss gets to his feet. Everyone's taking turns hitting him. Driven off the ropes. Oh, shit. Black hole slam. Oh, Good point, Don West. How the hell did he do that? Thought he was done. Me too. Now CM Punk's taking his shots. Oh. Oh, fuck. Abyss just chucked him against the cage. Oh. Raven with a stiff chair shot on Abyss's head. His His head's probably still swollen from last week, so I'm sure that felt awesome. Can they make the cover? No. The gathering up. Got legend. Sherito to legend. There's no, there's one to Northcutt, who keeps trying to like duck it and shit, but they got him. The second one. Raven effect. <gasps> what the fuck? Bob. 
Oh my god. Punk and De Niro just hit Raven. That's funny. So Punk and De Niro just concertoed Raven as Raven was going for the Raven effect on Abyss. And now they're like, fuck you. Why the hell would they wrestle a fucking 15-minute match, get all bloodied, and then be like, fuck you, Raven? They destroyed his destiny. Damn them. Well, I'll tell you what. The crowd was pretty much dead for that whole main event. Oh, uh, dude, the crowd was wicked dead for that main event. Yeah. So not a surprise there. But here's the thing, okay? I thought that was a good show. I thought it was a, a really, really fun show, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So did I. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And there's no no denying it. Uh, I definitely forgot to do indie notes. Again, well, hey, give us our last indie notes then. And then that main event. Touch base. I'm a fucking moron. It's okay. Uh, CM Punk. CM Punk, he lost to Sterling James Keenan. And December 12th for IWC Call to Arms. And then December 13th, he teamed up with Frankie Kazarian and Joey Ryan in a losing effort against Adam Pierce, Colt Cabana, and Super Dragon for PWG. Pimping in higher places in Los Angeles, California. Uh, and then I guess the, really the last one is going to be Raven, because I don't think Abyss does fucking anything. He does yes. some, but I mean, you're probably... really on the indies, at least not at this point. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, Raven on December 12th, also on that IWC show, he lost to Shane Douglas in a Johnston Street fight. Well, would you look at that? So, quite a bit of things happened there on that IWC show. Call yeah, them. I guess so. Sanjay Dutt was on that show, he defeated Chris Hero. Interesting. Very interesting. And Dusty Rhodes, he was on that show too. He defeated Jerry Lawler with Mick Foley as your special referee. Whoa, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, I'm going to say that was a, a good show overall. Um, yeah, that, I think that that's definitely a thumbs-up show to me. Yeah, but now here's the thing. I just said that they could have had three challenges, Harris, D'Lo, or AJ, and Raven for Jarrett. And how many did you get out of those guys, Bob? Maybe one with Harris. But, like, you have to build that up still because of, that's, like, the first segment. Right. So now we're going to 2004 with no challengers. I'm thinking Eric Watts is getting a fucking title match. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, Bob. Hey, listen, I didn't want it to be that way, but I think so. And I think now, this probably means that Punk and De Niro are probably with Jarrett, right? Oh, you think that they took the deal, essentially, and... That's what I'm thinking. I think that probably makes sense. I don't see why else that would be happening. Yeah, well, I mean, they're also probably pissed that Raven was always like, leave me alone. Right. And then they're going to be like, well, why would we help you get the world title when you didn't want to fucking be with us? So fuck you. Yeah. Well, so the exciting thing about this is we are potentially finally going to see the Raven uh, CM Punk feud come to TNA. And if you're not watching it in Ring of Honor or MLW or wherever else it's happening, it's kind of exciting. 
Will it be to the caliber? Uh, probably not. Yeah. But, uh, but I think it's exciting that if you knew about it, let's say, and you haven't seen it, then I think that it's an exciting kind of moment or time. Um, yeah, but do you think in, in the in the land of TNA, do you think that CM Punk has been presented to a point where it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a fun feud, or is it just going to be like, oh, okay, Raven will squash him? Because in Ring of Honor and MLW, I think it's drastically different. No, that's the, and I think that's the major difference here, is that Punk is not presented that way in TNA at all. So I think that's a good point. Um, and I'm sure it, it will be a fairly short feud if I was a betting man. Yeah. So it is what it is. I think we've been building it for for a while. It's, it's you know seems that they were going to turn for so long. So it finally happened. Did I think that th- this final moment of them teaming was going to be it? Not necessarily. No. But it was. Yeah. Well, the destiny for uh, Raven has yet again uh, has been delayed. Right. Which is either a way to try to build for another Raven and Jarrett match in the long term or just to fuck Raven over. And I don't know which one it is, to be honest with you. I think it's just to fuck Raven over. I do too. And it's like, I don't know what their thing against Raven is, but I definitely feel like they have something against Raven. I'm just saying it. Yeah. Um... But needless to say, I don't. You know, we we can talk about so many different what ifs here, Bob. But the fact of the matter is, we're going to be doing a lot of that coming up as well. So I don't want to overkill um, our listeners, but I do think uh, I'm very excited about what 2004 holds for us. Will we ever see Sting back in the TNA Asylum? I don't know. I don't know if we will. Uh, is M- Michael Shane going to be able to retain the X Division title in the match that he won it in, the Ultimate X? Remember, he stole it. Uh, he essentially stole it from, uh, I think it was Kazarian, was very Kazarian close to the title. Yeah. So is he going to be able to retain it against arguably three of the best X Division wrestlers, uh, arguably of all time, in TNA? I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see how that's going to play f- for him. Yeah, I think there's definitely interest in it. I mean, the first Ultimate X was fun. I don't think there's a way you can really fuck up an Ultimate X in terms of right being uh, interesting. I, I don't think so either. Um, and do do we think that Jarrett is going to defend his title on the January seventh show? I almost feel like you, your first show back after two weeks. I feel like you got to give some kind of title match. And after you said the Eric Watts thing, I'm a little nervous to be honest. Well, that's why like I feel like they should, but then they did what they did. Like there's no actual challenger, so how like what's the what's like the the draw? I think what I would have maybe done is I feel and just like you said, right? So um I think I would have waited on the turn. I think I like you said, they wrestled fifteen minutes or whatever and then decide, oh fuck you, Raven. Like, come on. Yeah. I would have had Raven in the gathering win. Raven gets his title match on January 7th. And then they turn on him, costing him his destiny. I think it would have had a way bigger effect. I agree with that. 
like at least get him there and have him be so close and then they fuck him over. Right. I think that would have been the better move. But we can't always have what we want, unfortunately, and we are going to keep reliving that for a while. Yeah. You wanna know what I what I definitely don't want? What's that? Is to have to watch the last WWA show. But guess what? That's next week. Yeah, man. Uh, I already kind of teased it. Jarrett Sting again, dude. We get to see it for like our third time on the TNA Cross the Line podcast, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and then uh, the next week after that, we're going to watch Halloween Havoc 2000. That way we can watch it for a fourth time. We actually aren't doing that. Oh, oh okay. Um, but after that, we are going to recap 2003, talk about our favorite wrestlers or sorry our not well we'll talk about that too i guess yeah but our our wrestlers of the year our tag teams of the year some of our favorite moments and we're gonna talk about a lot of different fun stuff how many people made their debut in tna wrestling in 2003 you can get the answer to that in two weeks 100 recap we're gonna hold bob to that number and we will discuss that in just a couple weeks we'll also talk about i want to talk about Match stipulations, Bob. Mm. We, you know, we, and I'll, I'll give you some time to think about this. We talked about, wow, we've been seeing a lot of ladder matches. Oh, we've been seeing a lot of Clockwork Gordon matches. Well, how many did we see? We will talk about that in just two weeks. So I think it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a discussion kind of format. No watch along, nothing like that. Me and Bob are just going to talk about our thoughts about the show. We'll have our own personal notes of stuff we want to bring up and talk about, and I'm really looking forward to that. And the WWA bonus episode, uh, I'm very much looking forward to getting that over with next week because I'm excited to watch something else that's not the WWA for a bonus episode. And I think Bob is too. Yeah, which reminds me, if you guys have suggestions on what we should legitimately watch for a future bonus episode, uh, let us know because I'm sure there's a way that if we both don't have it, that we could both obtain it uh, in whatever fashion that would have to happen. Right. Because there's a lot of stuff out there that neither one of us have necessarily seen. Mm-hmm. So that could be fun. Now, do I really want to do a four and a half hour Ring of Honor show? Probably not. But if I had to, I wouldn't want to do it with anybody but you, Dallas. Dude, that's so true, man. Yeah. I think I'd, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I, I mean, that's long. That might have to be a two-parter. But I, I think, think for, I think for us and for listeners, if it was a fucking right. watch. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. No, I totally agree. Yeah, that'd be insane. But uh, yeah, definitely let us know. And as always, keep up with the TNA Cross Line podcast over on our Twitter page at Cross the Line TNA, or like us on Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel TNA Cross the Line Podcast, and leave us a review. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Just leave us a review if you can. And, you know, we'll be happy to read your review on air. As, you know, Bob doesn't like negative stuff, but I'll gladly, right. uh, we can we can talk about it. And if it's like, hey, Bob, you're, you're, you're peeing too much during the episodes. It's kind of ruined the flow. We're going to talk about that. Dallas, Dallas can only talk about the highlight packages so much. It's very difficult. Oh, come on. But <laughs> that's okay. Bob, I'm ready, man. 2003, it's over. 
We've wrap wrapped it up. We'll and we on. are we are going to enter one of uh, the biggest years uh, for NWA TNA in 2004. You could say it's a turning point towards the victory road. Mm-hmm. That is the genesis of TNA going against all odds. They met their destination X. There was a potential lockdown, but they put their sacrifices to get to a slammiversary. And now they are bound for glory. And on that note, Bob, <laughs> take us home. For Dallas Gridley, I'm Bob Kelly Jr. And this has been the TNA Across the Life Podcast. Coming to you live from the NYC, the Bronx, and Strong Island. These some heavy hitters you don't want to fuck with. <laughs>